MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. I saw this interesting article uh, that was worth bringing up because of the last couple of months, the way things are, are lightening up with the restrictions and people getting vaccinated and feeling more comfortable opening up their homes a little bit as far as how it will be if you start having guests back at your home, house guests, people right. staying for a day or two. There was a study, a survey that was done. It was done in the U.K., but I still think we can relate to a lot of this, uh, about um, what the worst things are that a guest can do <laughs> when staying with you. Oh, um, yeah. And this was uh, revealed, uh, Kia put this on, you know, the car maker? Yes. They were revealed by Kia as a wave of electric car sales could create a phenomenon of people wanting to plug their electric cars in at their friends' houses. And is that a bit of a faux pas? Oh. As we'll see more electric cars and more of this happening, can you just come and plug in? You know what I mean? Well, that's oh. a good point because you, I mean, that, that nothing, you know, that's still being charged. You know, you're still on the house's electrical system. You yeah. are, you're filling up their tank basically. So six out of ten thought that that would be rude for a guest to ask to use the electricity to charge their it, electric I mean, car. Does it take so much? Is that like? Well, uh, you know what? This is the thing. I, I I still have yet to determine if there's any sort of uniform rate of charging and what they charge you to charge at one of those right, stations. Because if it's equivalent of saying, "Hey, um, fill you know, my thank, tank thanks up. for having us go fill my tank yeah, up." Yeah, right. But exactly. If, yes, of course you can charge your cell phone if it's something like that. Yes, right. yes, you charge right. that at my house. So there, there are a lot of other things that they cover. That was just the main crux of this was because what? Kia was behind it. What do you think if someone comes over and wants to charge up? Uh, I'd probably be okay with it. Yeah, because I, I don't know. Fuss? I, I'd have to get an idea of of dollars wise what comes out of that. You know. <laughs> I mean, and, and if it's like 50 bucks, and I'd be like, eh. uh, Give me 50 bucks. Yeah, 50 dollars. Yeah. Sure. At least 25. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, kind of rude to assume, though. I mean, like, right. to ask the question is just being, you know, yeah. like a gracious guest. Could yeah. you give me 50 bucks? Instead <laughs> of just saying, I need to I need to charge. Right. Yeah. Where's, where's the charger? Can I right. siphon some gas out of your car? <laughs> so, commenting on the findings, etiquette expert William Hansen said, I feel very lucky that I've never had to ban anyone from my house, although some may have come closer than others. He said, nothing is more annoying than guests who turn up late, possibly ruining the host timings for the meal and protracting their effort. That's one of the things I hate. I can't stand. When you've timed out a meal. Yeah, and, and people have shown up late. It's yes. very annoying because I try to shoot for everything being hot or, or in a state of preparation that it's ready to go so I, at the time we agreed upon. If it's So if you're having one other family over, uh, I mean, okay, yes, of course, you're not going to sit down and eat with them. But if I'm having a group over, and because uh, my brother is, like, infamously late to everything, I'm not waiting. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm no, putting it out. If you get cold food, that's your Tough. Problem. We had family members that at Thanksgiving were always, always late. And one Sorry. year we're like, screw it. Yeah. We're not waiting. This Go to is, hell. This is ridiculous. <laughs> we all agreed upon this, and you did that. Uh, so another one, uh, he said, um, it's always people who don't uh, themselves host who are late. And then he goes on to say, asking for the Wi-Fi password is a modern manner's sin. Unless is there's it? A, a very good reason to use your host Wi-Fi 
Uh, you are there to socialize with your host and their family, not the people on your phone. I, I think that it. would be more like at a party or something like yeah, that. Or yeah, someone yeah. who's staying for a, for a while, a couple of days. Yeah. I have, because I think you're always given the option, I have a guest password. Oh, okay. that, no, so we don't have that. Yeah, so when someone comes to the house, I have a guest password they can use. You know what we got? We got, Rochelle got a uh, a QR printout. Yes. And put it in a frame. Oh, that's, oh, that's people smart. Can and it. if they want, you just go, oh, it's over there. And yeah. you just go scan it that's and you're great. on. That's great. And yeah. you don't have to tell them your password. That's something more for like a full weekend. If you're staying, yeah. if you're just coming Agreed. over for dinner, yes, I don't think, you don't need to be on your phone. And if you're staying all weekend, you're going to check your phone at some point. Yeah, QR code connects them to your neighbor's. Wi-Fi, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> Smart. Uh, no, I have zero problems with uh, sharing Wi-Fi passwords. We have it uh, posted. It's it's just a chalkboard, yeah. you know, with our Wi-Fi password on it, and it just says right there, Wi-Fi password, and then, you know, whatever the password right. is, but I, I don't care because you have to assume that this is, you know, this is for all guests, not just uh, adults, right? So, you know, you might have children over. And that's what they do. They're like, okay, you know, you guys do your adult thing. I'm going to sit over here in the corner and, and play on my phone. So I have two, I have two suggestions that will get you in good if you, if, with a uh, homeowner if you're going to go for a, a visit and stay for a day or two. Two things that I guarantee you will, will get you, no matter what you, well, no, not, not no matter what you do, but for the most part. <laughs> I shot your dog. You will be considered a great guest. Number one, and I am not picky about this at all. But if you take your shoes off when you first come in, I think that shows a sign of respect that people appreciate. Even if they don't really have a shoe policy in the house, it's just kind of a, hey. Do you do that? Uh, no, I yeah. don't. Uh, oh, when I go to someone else's yeah. house? Only if I come in the door and, and I see shoes, shoes sitting by the door, I'll oh. say, hey, I'll take my shoes off. Right. Now, here's, if you're staying for a few days, if you do this in my, this is me personally, in my book, if at some point there are dishes in the sink and you do them without even asking. If you start yeah, to yeah, wash yeah. some dishes without saying, hey, you need help cleaning up, right? boom, you have immediately made the impression that you are there to contribute and you are there to help out. Yeah, if you're nice. there, I think for, for uh, uh, yeah, yeah, if you're there for a couple of days. For an overnight. What about cleaning the bedding? No, so, but take it off. Absolutely. Take it off. Yeah. When, after you, after when, you're, when you're getting ready yes. to leave. When, when yeah. you're getting ready to right. leave. Yeah, see, I didn't know about that, and I found out about that, that that's but, what you're supposed to ask, do. But ask, ask, do you want me to take it off? Yeah. And what, then, what if you don't ask? And just take it off? Yeah. Sometimes, like, I, I know some people who want their, a friend of mine has guests over all the time, and when she leaves, she wants all of the beds made, and she has someone come in and clean the house. So she wants it to look nice, and the, the cleaning crew will take the sheets off the bed. But <clears> me, who, who's going to do it myself, ask, and I would want you to take them off. We uh, have people at our place down the shore all the time, and nobody ever helps do the dishes. Like really? Ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, at I, least offer. At least seems, offer. It seems like every single time uh, when everybody is left, uh, there is a dish full of sinks. There's, there's plates. and there's a and, dish full and, of sinks? Whatever, you know what I meant. <laughs> sink full of dishes. Sink full of dishes. Uh, there are slightly there. So it's okay. So no one, no one pitches in. No one pitches in at all. There are there are uh, cans and bottles of water everywhere. There that, are it's, that family members. That will be it, no. It's everybody. Even people in this room. Like it's everybody. Me. Yeah, you left a you left a <laughs> bottle of beer on my coffee table last week. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but it's like it, you haven't been over enough. I'm talking about the D'Amico's. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That got me. Wow. No, it, I, I have learned this. If if you you jump in and you start cleaning some dishes, it's it's a and it's a sign of respect and uh, 
And I have now, I've also instituted, all right, everybody, we're doing the dishes. Like, you know, come on, let's go. Uh, I will but, just announce uh, it. All right, hold on a minute. Casey, they're not staying at your house. You expect no, them but to they, do dishes in your sink? They come over, at, like, it's every weekend for, for dinner. Yeah. You know? Uh, it's, See, I'm I would. I, I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying, but right. if it was my house, I would not expect somebody coming over for dinner who's not staying to do dishes. Right. Marissa? Well, you can load the dishwasher, though, right? Well, uh, I mean... I don't... I mean, you can, but I would I would never dishes. expect you to. If you were just coming over for dinner, I would never expect you to load my dishwasher. All right, I I'm, I want to go back to the sheets thing because this <laughs> has plagued me for years. So I think I learned I don't know I'm going to say like ten years ago that when you stay over someone's house, you take the sheets off, but like right. you fold them nicely. Right. You don't just like wad them at the, the foot of the bed. Right. A whole bunch of years ago, I was staying over. Uh, it was a, my boyfriend at the time's family friend's family's house. And I tried to unmake the bed, and we were being rushed out. And th- the bed we were staying in had all these, like, egg crates and, like, um, <laughs> different layers. Different layers, <laughs> and I just couldn't get it. And I was being so rushed out that I actually kind of, like, left it, like, half unmade. And What I- does it matter, though? I mean, like, well, I, I'm, I don't, I haven't stayed over somebody's house in, God, forever. But it to me, like... What does it matter if the if the bed sheets are left on the bed, I agree. Or thrown in a in a in a, in a bunch just, in the in the corner of the room, or folded is, neatly? Because what you would do is take the sheets off. I, I don't I don't care if you fold them or not, or they're in a ball, and then you make the bed. So the bed looks neat and made, but the, the sheets are off and can be thrown in the washer. It, it just makes something easier. It's the same thing like the dishes in the sink. It just makes it a little bit easier for the homeowner who's hosted you. By, why does it need to look nice? I mean, who's going in the guest bedroom but well, that's, you? That, that's my point. No, I, I mean, I, I would never have an unmade bed in my house. That's just the type of person I am. Even mm-hmm. if there's no sheets on it, I, I mean, I have two sets of sheets, so they'll always be a set. Like, I would leave I could also leave another set out and have them make the bed after they strip the sheets that they've used. I just right. need to finish the story. We also broke up two weeks later, and I never got to apologize <laughs> for leaving the bed a mess. So this <laughs> so is your apology? It's yeah. my apology, and I just... because you were rushed. I want to set the record straight that I was trying to fold up the sheets, and it's a mess. Okay. All right. So on this list, Preston, and yes. for the people in the room, what is the protocol when it comes to sex? In oh, the kitchen? No, no. Uh, having sex. If you're a guest <laughs> in somebody else's house, is it is it verboten? Is it do you look the other way? That's you not assume, on this list. All right. So are you going to assume that if you have somebody that, you know, two people that are in love with each other, <laughs> if they're going to be in a guest bedroom for, for a number of days, uh, they're probably going to do it, right? Sure. Yeah. So is there a protocol as to, like... How they do it, when they do it, the volume at which they do it, and then doing the sheets afterwards. Screaming, I think. Yeah. (laughs) No, you can't just wait until you get home sometimes. If it's a one-night thing or a two-night thing. Yeah, wait till you go home. Because if you expect them to do your, your linens and, you know... Clean up your wet spots oh, and yeah. stuff, you know? So yeah. you think it's okay? If, no, I'm If you're going to splooge, you might as well, you know. <laughs> Definitely strip Wait, you, the sheets. You don't think it's okay for a guest for guests to have sex in your house? No, I don't. I don't. I think, hey, come bang away. I, I was go, tra- go for it. I, I was traumatized. God bless you. With people having sex in my house, so I don't. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go now. I don't think it's necessary. I don't, yeah, right. I don't not, necessarily think it's foreboding, but like, you know, if you're only there for, a, you know, a Friday and a Saturday night on, you know. You oh. don't have to. Especially <laughs> you don't control your animal urges, <laughs> you're saying. Do you yeah. know what I do? I avoid it all by I, I never, uh, even if my dad, my dad knows, even if I go, when I go out to visit him, I'm not going to stay at his house. Yeah. I'm going to get a hotel. 
I just uh, this way. I don't. I always feel, and I uh, and I believe him when he says. I believe anybody when they say you're not an imposition. But I just feel better if I have my own room, and they so don't. So part have... of it is that you feel uncomfortable. I feel uncomfortable. I feel like I'm an imposition, regardless, and I, I can have every confidence that the people who are inviting me out to visit, and I'll go hang and stay, and then at the end of the night, go go back to the hotel room. It just gives an easy. Out, I don't have to worry about yeah, all I that need, other stuff. I need to go on record here to say <clears throat> anything that I have said about uh, anybody, the D'Amico's included, are my feelings and my feelings alone. My, I do not speak for my wife. I do not speak yes. for my wife. Should we get a lawyer on the phone? We do not need to get a lawyer, but my wife is going <laughs> crazy on me right now. It's going, this is, n- <laughs> yeah. She's oh, like, I don't blame oh. anybody for anything. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, uh, I am. <laughs> um, <laughs> Preston, you look at, at uh, line two. This is... I have okay, a very yeah, strong that's, opinion about that. That is on this list. That is on this list. I'm going to go to uh, Pat. Hey, Pat, good morning. How about someone who brings a pet, but you didn't know they were bringing it? Yeah, no. that's absolutely no. not allowed. That's no. very, very presumptuous. That is one of the rudest things yes. you can do. I very have family members yep. who used to do that. <clears throat> really? You can't do that. With no. their, and I'm like, listen, I know you love your dog, but we don't love your dog. Well... <laughs> A, pet allergies. B, what if you have pets and they won't get along? Well, that was my problem. I'm like, they're like, but you just have a cat. I'm like, yeah, but you don't know yes. the, the temperament of yeah. my cat. This right. is going to traumatize my cat who's now going to piss all over my house because yeah. your damn dog couldn't stay home. Right. And is, home. Is, this, is this overnight? Like, or yes. is it? Okay. No, I was like, are hey. you out of your mind? I'm. I, I was like, your dog has to go you to the garage. Like, I'm sorry, but your dog can't you, come you, in my house. You, you can't just presume that. Imagine if, if my wife Claire and I showed up at uh, your house with nine cats <laughs> and a dog. <laughs> the Morrisons yeah. are here. Hey, we just figured they get lonely. So here, you want me to give you the some of this list here of uh, the worst things you can do as a guest? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, and I don't know if this is in a particular order or not, but here we go. Wipe your greasy hands on the sofa. Well, that's just that's just a, in any way that's a piggy thing yep. to do. Yeah, put piggy, your, piggy. Put your <laughs> we uh, put your feet on the sofa. Okay. Uh, yes. Don't do that. Uh, go upstairs without asking. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait till they're asleep, then go upstairs. <laughs> but that's wait. But that's if they're not staying at your house. If they're staying at your house and you right. put them in a room, right? What yeah. if they haven't even invited you and you just go over <laughs> and uh, go upstairs? Brings dog without asking. Horrible. Uh, goes through the medicine cabinet. Well, well, okay. I so mean... how many of you have taken a quick little peek Every at the medicine time. cabinet? Okay. <gasps> yeah. What? Really? Yeah. It's just what you do. How Can many times? Have... Seinfeld. Never. How many times have you put a Tampax in your mouth and pretended it was a white cigar? Every single time. Uh, no, I don't go through people's medicine. No, no. How many times have you used their prescription drugs without them knowing? <laughs> Every single time. <laughs> yeah, thank you. All right, uh, number six on this list is come in without knocking. No. Well, <laughs> some, these are just matters. I, there are some people who will come in and go knock, knock if they're yeah. family members. Yeah, I'm okay with that. And that's that. fine. Yeah. All right, so I need to go back to the D'Amico's. <laughs> because oh, my what? God. No, 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 no. Shut up. What the Shut hell up. are they doing to you? No, 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 no. Listen, uh, this we have. This terror that this family. Uh, we are, we're down the shore. We're three blocks away from each other. We do all these things. Yes. Uh, you know, they do it to us. We do it to them. We I, we walk. They walk into it. No, 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 no. No, because they're listen. besties. Yeah. So. They walk into my house, no problem. I have zero problems with that. I right. walk into their house with, uh, right. you know, I don't know if they have a problem with it or not, but I, I do that. Um, also, do you wipe your greasy hands on their couch? Uh, no, no, okay. no, no. Well, at least I don't think I do. But um, like, 
they're totally allowed to open my refrigerator door. Like, right. I don't know if that's on your, your list there, Preston, but, like, go through my fridge, grab whatever you need to, to grab, right. food-wise, drink-wise. But, I mean, I saw a text here going back to the, the sex thing. Somebody said, uh, Preston doesn't mind if they uh, have sex in the guest room, but doesn't that where, isn't that where he sleeps during the week? And yes, and no, I wouldn't care. Well, you change the sheets. Exactly. Right. What, what, it's fine. You've not fouled it permanently Preston, for me. Th- tell them all the disgusting things you do oh in there. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've spread more. <laughs> Why do we ask my wife? There's more of my DNA in that. Jesus that's Christ. True. Yeah, that's true. It'd be nice for a, lo- a couple of different Are flavors. You sure? Do you want to sleep in there? <laughs> yeah. It'd be nice to have some companion semen. I'm just thinking about my own um, uh, my own preferences here. I don't like when people show up unannounced. You know, like yeah. even if it's family members. Uh, I, Nick, and, I, and, I, and it, it's something that... Well, I've had to look deep within myself and say, yeah. what is it about that? I would never, I would never show up without telling someone I'm coming over. And, and it's, I don't know what it is, but a lot of times, and people come over for the nicest reasons. Sure. And we've had people stop by and it's such a sweet thing. But a lot of times I, it all comes back to me feeling guilty because they may come at a time at which I don't have time for them. And then I, I right. feel like such a dick of say, I, I really... You know, and I act anxious, and I, I'm, I'm in the middle of something, and I hate that. Um, I've, that's number 11 on this list. I told you guys a story before. One time I was, uh, we were going to, I think it was a wedding or something like that, and I was, uh, we were, this other family was going to go with us, and I had to make something that we were going to take with us, and I'm at the stove making this cheese sauce, yeah. and you have to keep stirring it, yeah, okay? Right. Rochelle was getting ready. <clears throat> I was getting ready. I was in my underwear <laughs> yeah. stirring this cheese sauce, and I can't get away from it, and the other family... Walked into the house, <laughs> walked into the house, and I, I turn to him. I look at him, go, "Hey, I'm in my underwear." <laughs> Wait, uh, on it, like you didn't know they were coming over. I knew they were coming, but you know, but they just walked right. They in. came in a little bit early, and they didn't knock. And yeah. I was making a cheese sauce in your underwear. In my underwear. All right, another your thing. The heads are falling off. That uh, guests shouldn't do. That's considered rude. Is farting. Is yeah. breaking wind. Yeah, it's well, totally rude. <laughs> At a house, honestly, if you're at someone's house, you the thing you to do is, is to go up, get into their bed, yeah. <laughs> on fart, their pillow, yeah. the pillow. Yeah. 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 immediately seal the sheets up as you get out. And then take a picture, right? Yes, yes absolutely. Mm-hmm. Take a picture of you naked, either laying in their bed or uh, <laughs> sitting on their brand new tricycle. Right. Hey, Chuck D'Amico just here. walked yeah. in the studio. Guess who farts in my house all the time? Yeah. Chuck D'Amico. Dude, right. Chuck, Chuck do you want to respond to any of this? Listen. Um, I was just busting chops. I I really really don't care. I don't yeah. want to. I, I don't want to hang Chuck or Leanne He's or Spencer or Charlie or anybody out to dry. I really don't. Chuck and I. And the last thing have... you want to do is let the truth get in the way of a good story. Right? <laughs> exactly. Uh. So Chuck and I have a great relationship. We have a we have an ongoing joke about sink bacon because Chuck likes to just come over and find out, look at what's going on in the There's sink and, good... and eat whatever. There's a lot of good leftovers. There is a, a lot of good leftovers in the sink. Um, but we have a great relationship, and for some reason, it seems like a lot of these rules that you're it's going your through, wives Preston, that don't get along, right? That, no, they oh, love each oh. other. Uh, but a lot of these rules, <laughs> they they kind of for for me down the shore, they don't apply whatsoever. Like, well, I was people, thinking they didn't apply, but no, they don't. I thought we had a certain kind of friendship, but we do. I, I didn't realize there was all this <laughs> secret judgment going on. Clearly, <laughs> barriers. There is no secret. Listen, I was in your house a couple of weeks ago. I there was a candy dish. I, I helped myself to the Snickers and right. the, the Butterfingers that were in the candy dish. I grabbed a Sprite out of your refrigerator. I saw you on my ring camera borrowing some of my tools over the weekend when I wasn't down <laughs> what? there. What? Yeah. I saw you what? walking out of the house with some of my tools in your hand. Uh, just wow. one tool. All right, one tool still. Wait, he didn't te- text you to ask you? I didn't think we needed to, but... We know. don't. 
No. Well, we so, didn't before today. See, I like... <laughs> we've, we've learned something. Yeah. You just screwed yourself. All right. No, I, I, but I talked to your wife about that, the, uh, the tool you bar. stay away thing. from my wife. I'll be, <laughs> I'll, I'll be at Preston's house washing dishes. There you go. Thank with you my Chuck. shoes off. All right, so... In your underwear. Here are a few other things uh, that is considered rude when staying at someone's house. Change the TV channel without asking. Oh, that is... Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a no-no. So that's one of the things I do. If someone comes over to the house, I hand them the remote and say, here's how you use it. You know, God, you know, that's there are certain little courtesies you can do to make people feel comfortable so this doesn't become an issue. Steve, I, I would be lost at your house if you handed me a remote. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's know, yeah. so much happening. There's I don't even know that the buttons actually do what they say. Well, I just have one, like, Universal. one visitor remote for right. people. Yeah. Here, it's very <laughs> easy. Remote. So the TV remote thing, that is an ongoing issue with a fr- with somebody that I know. Uh, and it's not, it's not the D'Amico's at all, but uh, somebody who is in their house quite often takes the remote, and then if they're, let's say, they're watching sports or whatever, when it goes to commercial, they'll pick the remote up and they will mute the TV, and they, like, comment. I'm like, you can't do that. No, it is is owner's deference when you're Mm -hmm. over at the house, when you've been invited over, and then I think a good good host, you know, shows some discretion for the guests. What would you like to watch? All right, another annoying thing is uh, not taking hints to leave. Oh, my God. Uh Uh-huh. Oh my God! Oh, please give me some hints. What are what are some good hints to get? Is it is it work? Early tomorrow morning, yeah. or um, yep. you know, there's there's some uh, you know we're really busy. You know, there's there's or some just, phrases. You know what time I go to work? Right. <laughs> I've got another one too. If if somebody's like staying the night, you you've gone, you've done something the night before, whatever they're staying over, maybe mm-hmm. you had a couple drinks, whatever yeah. it is. It, this isn't a weekend thing. Like you're staying over, mm-hmm. get up in the morning, yeah, strip the bed. And leave. As soon as possible. So, <laughs> yeah. all right, this one says go for a number two. Well, you're not going to crap if you have to go, if you're somebody's house? I, that's what I'm thinking, too. Yes. If you have to go. I mean, dear God, that's what the thing is made for. Right. What are you supposed to do? Put it in a baggie and take it home with you? Now, you can pee in the sink if you really have oh Yes, no. you've done that. <laughs> yes. How rude is that? Wait, why did you do that? Uh, hammer. Uh, number number one, I was really wasted. Was, there, was it bad Tim Graham's house. Tim Graham's house. There was, if I remember, to get to the bathroom, (laughs) I had to go through a bedroom where people were already sleeping. You didn't want to wake them up. Or something along those lines. And they might have been naked. I don't know. So I I just beat in the sink. Okay. <laughs> was it there? I actually did it at two different. I did it at, an, at their house again another time. Oh, my God. It's just your thing. a different house. It's your kink. One was at their apartment and then one was at their house. <laughs> did uh, you ever take a dump in somebody's crock pot? It was just so every everywhere their bathroom was was completely inconvenient for me. So it's their fault. Yeah. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> it was inconvenient for me. Man, and that was the day... I puked up that Pat's oh, cheesecake right. in the bag. While in, in the, the bag. bag while trying to pave the parking <laughs> attendant. <laughs> That's how uh, wasted I was. That Big was a, chunks of onion coming oh up. My God. Banner 24 yeah, oh, yeah, I had it wet last night. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Again, again. That's what, well, you horrible. Good old days. <laughs> Hotel. Hotel. You don't have to worry. 
okay, what else do we have here? Uh, walking in without taking off your shoes. Uh, putting a drink on the table without a you know a coaster, coaster. Or a placemat. Yes. Uh, these you are need things. to be leery. Yeah, you know. Well, if you look for coasters and there are no coasters, ask. Then they don't do coasters. But ask if just in case. Right. If you have um, a sweaty glass, you put it down on wood. You ask. Uh, make themselves a drink. So again, this is if oh, uh, unless no. it's already agreed upon that you're staying, you know, for a couple of days. If you're staying there, obviously, then it's like help yourself, you know. And a good host would say, mm-hmm. "My house is your house." Right. But make yourself a drink. I'd be yeah. completely but okay don't, with that. Don't take a dump. Uh, That's all I ask. Unless it's my dad and you drink the whole thing. Then, <laughs> then no. uh, leave the toilet seat up. That's standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but that even happens yeah. just in regular life. Uh, ask for some food. You got anything to eat? Hmm. Um, um, I guess that's if you're just stopping by or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I would. So those are the things. Let me get a couple of calls, and we have to actually take a break here in just a moment. Uh, but let me go to, okay, let me go to Chris. Hey, Chris, good morning. Good morning, guys. Long time no talk. Hey, yes. thanks for calling in, buddy. All right, so something rude that a, that a guest house has done. I This has to be on a list. This is why I hate people. This is why I don't bring anybody <laughs> over. I stay by myself and my wife. But when guests bring guests. And you're like, who the F are these people? They're like so rude. It's just horrible. I, I agree. I've, I've seen that before. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Like, are you, are oh. You, are you talking about it like at a party or is a house guest? No. Just like people come over and then they bring people like, and then either they like, they're like double dipping or like licking <laughs> their fingers after like they double dip. They're putting their fingers that. back yeah. into yeah. the like, big fat greasy fingers. Yeah. You need to get rid of everybody that you know. <laughs> well, listen. No, no. I did. That's why. That's why we go out our by ourselves. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. I understand that. Wow. Yeah. You, when you have someone, you've invited somebody over, that and has and, never happened. And they right. bring a guest. It's happened rarely. Yeah. And you you can accommodate. It hasn't been horrible, but I think that's a very again, that's or a maybe very like a plus one, like, audacious thing to do. Yeah. That to me that seems more like uh, like oh I invited this guy and not anybody else, but he brought his girlfriend with him. Okay. I but. Other than that, like, who would bring yeah. another guest with them? I was at a party one time where somebody showed up and they brought, like, five, six people. What? It was a backyard party. Hey, I was at, I was hanging, and they were at another party. It's like, no, the, the host doesn't know these people. No. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, absolutely. Uh, let me go here. Ted's been on hold for, like, 25 minutes. I got to go to him. Hey, Ted. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, buddy. How you doing, man? Good. Quick 30-second story. Yes. Be really quick. So uh, I'm the general manager for Nerds to Go in Swarthmore, so I'm local. Uh, we just got a call from a uh, local homeowner that said, hey, you know, I woke up and I just got this ransomware attack at a party the day before. I don't understand what's going on. Okay. Come to find out, doing all the forensics on his PCs and figuring out what happened, one of the one of the uh, aunt or uncle's sons connected to their Wi-Fi network and clicked on something that infected oh. all of the PCs that were connected to the Wi-Fi. Oh, wow. So, so what I would suggest to you guys and to everybody who's listening, make sure that you have a guest network or a guest setup because... 95 percent, 95 to 98% of the time, that will help okay. uh, just in case somebody gets in trouble with something I've, like that. Yeah, I've always had a guest password. How for do you people do that? It, it, guest you, password, you, is this the same network, though? You, like, I don't understand. So because because they were allowing everyone to connect to their router instead of having an actual guest 
uh, network set up with their router. When you have a guest network, there's a firewall that's between it. So basically what happened was is that because the kid got some sort of ransomware attack that happened to the tablet itself. Yeah, no, I understand that. that. It's just, do you yeah. need another router? It's actually so simple. Normally speaking, you can go into your Verizon or Comcast router and do it right from the router itself. Or you can do it from a router that you purchased from a retail store. That's what I did. Right. At, at the point of setup, they helped me create a guest uh, guest network. By the way, I want to uh, read this text, and then we got to take a break. This says, when I was a teenager, my best friend lived in an apartment above the garage of his brother's friend's house, and the bathroom was in the main house. In the middle of the night, I had to poop really bad, but I was too nervous to go inside, so I crapped behind the garage. Am I a bad house guest? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, weird. Yes. Oh, yeah. my God. I feel your pain, buddy. It's okay. Did anybody, anybody ever you? find out? Sorry. I used to poop behind the house instead of just using a toilet. That's funny. A lot of people go to the load, loading dock if they got a. I think the loading dock, if or if there's you a, go there if you have if you, to. <laughs> what about if there's a blender in the kitchen? Yeah, yeah, no, that what, might not, work. Hey, if there's a crock pot. Who makes smoothies? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyhow, it's an interesting article because we're probably going to start hosting uh, friends and family again very soon, and just kind of reminding you if you happen to be the guest, what might be considered a rude behavior. Uh, but help out with the dishes if you can. Uh, strip the bed. That's another big one. Take shoes off. That's some pretty standard things to show a little bit of courtesy. And ask. Ask what you, would, yeah, you, ask would you like me to. Most yes. definitely. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Don't you hate it when some jerk on the radio says, Hey, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay. Well, maybe, hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right. But Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest is going to be at the Miriam Theater uh, October 16th. There are tickets available as we speak for this show, and I think it's the first time we've done a Zoom from Scotland. Oh, yeah, I'm uh, digging this. So he is coming to us live from there. Please welcome Mr. Daniel Sloss. Hey! Good morning, Daniel. We can't uh, hear him. Uh, Hang on I think a second. You, you, you muted yourself again, I think, maybe. He was muted a moment ago. Uh, we, we will get him. We oh, see wait. him. He's, uh, he's there. You, Casey. He's waiting. Says Daniel. 
Oh. It should be there. There we, we go. go. Hey! Daniel Sloss, good morning. Good morning, man. Sorry about that. It's all very complicated on this end, I assure you. It's nothing to do with my stupidity and just, uh, <laughs> just the machine itself. How is everything in Scotland? It's, it's good, man. Like, we, we opened up uh, two weeks after England did. Like, everything England did, we just treated them like a big social experiment. Huh. Yeah. And then sort of we're like, okay, they're going to go out first. We'll see how that works out. And if a bunch of them die, maybe we'll not. <laughs> do it. So very grateful for their sacrifice. <laughs> Whether they knew they were making it or not. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> it's good, though. I mean, obviously, for what you do and getting out and, and about and, and uh, getting to go on tour, but I want to talk to you about your, your history with, I love, my wife and I, one of the best vacations we ever took was to Scotland. Love the whole area. And, and we were in Edinburgh around the time of the Fringe. Um, oh, great. Which is so awesome. And that figures prominently in your rise up to stand-up comedy and everything, correct? Yeah, man. Like I, So I started going to the Fringe since I was like maybe about seven or eight years old because my dad would just get bored of me and sort of leave me in the centre of town <laughs> with uh, five pounds in my pocket and then I could go watch the street performers and then at night we'd go watch uh, comedy together. Because, like, I mean, Edinburgh's a, it's a, it's a smallish city, but the population of it doubles during August. Mm. Uh, there's about a thousand shows on a day. And the only thing that sells more tickets than the Fringe worldwide is either the Olympics or the, the, the World Cup. It's so fascinating because you're just as you described it, but you don't uh, you don't feel like you're you're just jammed in there because there's. You'll walk down a street and there'll be a stand-up comedian on, on one corner, you know, in, in the middle of the afternoon doing a thing. And then there's a juggling. There's, it's all going on. But you, you like, uh, like the cream rose to the top when you started performing. You became the, 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 uh, the must-see. And what age did you start to crack the fringe and, and become that popular? You're like 17, 18? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I did my first uh, ever like double header show with another comedian when I was about seventeen, and then it was in my first solo show in like a broom closet upstairs. And uh, like for the rest of the year, it was a university room. But <laughs> for for August, it was just me entertaining sixty to sixty five people. Um, I think it's just because like uh, Scotland, Scotland's a very small but proud nation, so we're very proud of our own. So it didn't matter what part of uh, Scotland I came from. Everyone in Scotland was like, "All right, we'll go support him because there's too many English comedians on everywhere else." But that, but that, that it, it, it just impressed me. It was just very, very cool that everyone was sort of, you know, you weren't getting. Uh, I didn't see anybody being chastised or or, or or treated like crap or heckled. Everyone was sort of like, "Hey, you know, have at it. Let's make this a, a big, cool gathering." And uh, and and so, but from there, you end up. Performing on uh, was it the West End, and you were 19 years old. You had your own solo show. Wow, that's a big jump. Yeah, I mean the West End in London, not New York one, not right not yet. But but yeah, it's still, still it's, good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. But like, there's many parts of the West End. There's like, oh, there's the West End where all the musicals are, and it's to 1,500 people. And right. then I was still technically in the West End. Like my, left, my left foot was in there, and I, I was see. like. <laughs> you were on the east side of the West End. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was doing half and half. I was doing, the stage was split directly down the middle. Well, for 19 still to be cultivating a, a career, you know, uh, uh, is uh, of that 
import is still pretty amazing. Uh, what, yes, what, but, uh, but only only if you forget the fact that I'm Scottish and our life expectancy is like 50. <laughs> oh, so I'm oh, middle age. Yeah. Like I've I've overachieved oh, already. No, okay. Oh, all right. So you're you're being humble here, but I'm I, I when I hear that I think of like a Bo Burnham, right? When he was doing these things, he was 19, 20, yeah. 21 years yeah. old, and so. Yeah. The bottom line is this, like the cream rises to the top. And so, it, you know, you can be as humble as you want. But if the if the content and, and the, the talent isn't there, then you're you're not going to be performing at the West End, even if it's at the comedy end of the West End. Yeah, we, we no, saw no, we saw what they did I, to Braveheart. I mean, you know, it could be. A, <laughs> oh, to man, the most historically inaccurate movie. Of, of course. Time. Yeah. So, like, yeah. An anti-Semitic Australian man who's playing a six foot four warrior. You're like, so there were some inaccuracies is what you're saying yeah well i mean at no point i don't remember ever being told that william wallace didn't like the jews that was definitely no that was only in the movie versions of that the battle of sterling bridge actually involved a bridge that was crucial to our victory over the english yeah um, and he was six foot. He was six foot seven. William Wallace oh in real God. life. He had a sword that was seven feet long, and that's like two Mel Gibson. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, I wanted to ask about this and your uh, your uh, relationship with all of these breakups that have happened, of people questioning uh, their relationships, and this thing called jigsaw. Because I've only read a little bit about it, and I want to find out what this what this whole thing is about. Uh, so when I was about 24, 25, I was in a very, very bad relationship, uh, as we're all prone to do at some point in our lives. And I got out of it, thankfully, and I was sort of, uh, it was a, it was like a borderline abusive relationship. Huh? It was a, a very toxic one. And uh, I just wrote a show afterwards about like the palpable relief I felt about being out of it and how I hate the fact that like for so much of our lives, we feel pressure to be in relationships because of like, you know, Disney and TV and everything that just says all life has to end in love so i kind of tried to write a love letter to single people saying hey like it's okay like i i was in a relationship and i can assure you it wasn't better than being single <laughs> sometimes it's you know better to just be alone for a bit and um it was it's based on an analogy that my dad had told me when i was young that stuck in my head and it was an analogy i told to friends of mine and when i told it to my friends they would like break up with their partners like a week later, and wow. I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." <laughs> um, and then, and then I started to do it on stage during the Edinburgh Festival, and like I would get tweets after the show where people would come up to me in the street and be like, "Hey, I broke up with my partner because of you last week," or you know, I saw this, and and I started keeping like a tally of it, and it got up to like fifty or sixty or seventy or whatever, and then. Um, and then I toured it around Europe, and it got like I think up to about two hundred, maybe. <laughs> and then, uh, and then Netflix came out, <laughs> right. and like overnight, uh, everything changed. I think I had to stop counting because I could, just couldn't go through well, my DMV. The number that I read was one hundred and twenty thousand couples and over three hundred divorces. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that's that's now that's low to what it probably is. Wow! Yeah, wow. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, you, I've, I've had people drive like in Europe. I've had people drive across three countries with their divorce papers just to get me to autograph. <laughs> so, like, I've signed so many random divorce papers. And everyone's happy, by the way. Like, I need to clarify. I don't break up good relationships. I'm not, like, you couldn't watch it with the love of your life and then suddenly I've just destroyed it. No, it just gives people, you know, the kick up the behind that they need to get out of those 
less than perfect relationship. I think You're that's doing a great thing. That's yeah. salient advice. Yeah. I, I, but I, I've always said this is that uh, to the aspect of being single and being happy about it. If you can be have a good time being single and do single things and go like to a movie by yourself or whatever, you're less likely to get involved in a relationship simply because you want company, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you will and, find the right person then. Yeah, yeah, and also you just, just you know, you don't. It, it takes it takes it, the world's massive. Like <laughs> most relationships end in divorce is because everyone married somebody they went to high school with. Nobody's traveled. <laughs> right. Nobody's experienced. You know the rest of what there is to offer out there. Yeah, no, it it, it is uh, it is a very very good advice. Now now, um, when you have you ever been given copies of divorce papers? Do you do you keep any as keepsakes mm. from from all of these busted up uh, relationships? No, I'd, I do always. It's the only time I ask my fans for the photo. Like, it's like, they'll come up and be like, can you sign this? And I'm like, yeah, but only if I can get a photo of me doing this, just uh-huh. because it feels incredibly powerful. Wow. Now, I wanted to ask you, You um, so you, you have that going. You are also, um, did you appear on the, the Scottish version of Robot Wars as well? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When, when I was very young. I I always love that show, uh, and it, it, it's it, the best. yeah, it's the best. So, how much into robotics were you? Oh, not at all, man. <laughs> I am, I am as dumb as a doorknob. Like I'm not an intelligent person. Yeah, but my dad is incredibly good with uh, robots and computers and stuff. He does it as like a hobby. So, basically, him and a bunch of his nerd friends from his work. Um, We'd meet up every Saturday and just start building a robot in their basement because they loved the show in the UK. And then uh, and then they entered it onto the show and they got through to like the finals and stuff. And I was 10 years old and I loved the show and I was desperate for attention. And I was like, I'll come on too. And then and then we got beat and I think I cried on national television. I think that was the first time I was on TV and it didn't go well. Oh, all right. Daniel, what does your, your dad or uh, do or, or did he do for a living? <clears throat> uh, he does. He's, he's a computer programmer. Okay. Um, that's, what? That's, uh, what did he think about you pursuing comedy as a career? Oh, he was thrilled. He was th- thrilled to begin with because when, like, he's always been a massive nerd. Like, he got right. a computer when he was 10 years old. He learned how to program it himself. And I, I was his first son, so I think he was expecting me to turn out to be a nerd. But then I really liked sports. I was really into, like, uh, football, soccer. Right. Uh, uh, and, like, going outside and playing. And he was trying to force comic books on me. So it was, like, the opposite relationship that you're used to. Yeah. He's like, come on, come on. Stay inside. Be a dweeb. Come on. Yeah. And, yeah, that's that. But that's, but you, you, you are, you still retain. I know you're a gamer, right? You are. Uh, I do. Okay. Yeah. So, so uh, are you, uh, are you, is it an unhealthy level of gaming that you're doing? Or do you, can you meter it and mitigate it a bit? Well, it became unhealthy during all of the lockdowns. But oh. then again, nothing, no, nobody did anything healthy <laughs> right, right, during yeah. those times. Nothing counts. Um, so, like, I mean, so like, he got me into computer games eventually. But my, my my parents are huge comedy fans. Like when before they even conceived me, when they were going on date nights, they would go to a comedy club in London, uh-huh. which was hosted by comedians that are still going to this day. So, I, I watched comedy since I was five years old with my parents. So when I started doing comedy, my parents were like, I mean, they, they were both like, you you need to get into your university like this can't be your main focus but you can you know certainly give it a go for a while and let's see what happens having the encouragement does make a difference both my, my mother and father when i was there I, stu- I always knew i wanted to make my living somehow attached to, to comedy in some way and unfortunately and, and I've, I've been able to do that but uh you know i, I like streaming up stream if you were catching all sorts of guff from your parents would be a nightmare the fact that you were encouraged 
uh, is great. I wanted to ask. It was awkward. It, like, I mean, you got to remember, my parents, would, my parents would, I couldn't drive for the first two years of my career. So my parents <laughs> would, my parents would drive me to wow. a comedy club. I'm, my mum bought me a fake ID <laughs> so I could get into some comedy clubs. Oh, oh my God. God. And then, That's crazy. And then they would watch me do 10 minutes of material about what 17-year-olds do in the privacy of their own bedroom. Oh, my God. And then, and then they would drive me home. And I would, they were like, well, that went well. I'm like, well, this is the most awkward situation. <laughs> Good for them, man. Good for them that they stuck it out. Uh, if you're just tuning in, it's Daniel Sloss. He's going to be at the Miriam Theater coming up in October. And Daniel, you said uh, you're you're a fan of football. We're we're talking about uh, soccer. Okay. And uh, yeah. so I also I saw that you follow uh, Chelsea, and yes. I wasn't sure if you knew this or not, but uh, Christian uh, Polisic is from this yeah. area. So, oh, is he Philly? Yes. Yeah. So, well, he's from Hershey, but uh, we had, we've adopted him. So he's like two hours outside of Philadelphia. But yeah, he's from our area. So maybe ah, uh, when I you just... get here, you can go and, and travel through the hills of Hershey and see where he grew up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just just go sniff the grass he used to walk on. <laughs> <laughs> Be a religious experience. Um, we've become enamored with uh, the show Ted Lasso. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that or not. But oh, I, it's so good. I haven't I haven't seen any of uh, season two yet. But, oh. Like, I wasn't expecting... And that, no offense to you guys, but I wasn't expecting an American-made TV show about soccer to be any good because you don't know anything about <laughs> soccer. <laughs> but it's really good, man. Like it's, it's. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and it was just so like refreshingly nice. Yeah, like it's just such a happy show, and it's oh. just a real. It's nice for your soul. Mm-hmm. That's something that blows us away. Is that there's still some, and, and uh, the, I think the LA Times had a. Had a a criticism of it that it's going to be the downfall. I'm like, this is exactly the sh- what the show is predicated on: a Frank Capra esque look at at people, and and people are responding. And and still, the the innate curmudgeons can't get it. I don't understand yeah. it, you know. But but it yeah. is it is cool. a stark minority though. It's got to be right, yeah. right. Which I and so you say Americans, we don't know about soccer, and and okay, I, I believe that. But I, one of the my favorite lines in that first season was when Roy talks about how he, you know, God forbid, ha- would have to play in America, yes. and, then, and then he, and then he yeah. says, and dominate. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but so, it's it's opening up that world a little bit more, I think, to audiences who may not be all that familiar. I, I hope so, man. I was yeah. in um, the, the last World Cup that uh, the U.S. were in when you guys did really, really well. Like, I was I was so excited because I was in L.A. at the time, and it was the first time I had ever seen it. Because when, when Americans are sports fans, you're very good sports fans. Like, you've got no shame. Yeah. You love your team wholeheartedly yeah. you take your shirt off you get into it like we would love you to really get into it yeah. it's, it's happening i think for you know we've talked about this for years that that this was the this is the default sport that parents drive their kids to go practice and all that stuff but they have it happens at school but i think that so we have a great uh you know soccer team here the union in in, in philadelphia and 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 it's 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 catching on obviously you have ryan reynolds and uh, rob mclehenny uh, you know have, yeah. have uh, purchased a team together and then you have ted lasso i think it's a great confluence of events that actually is going to take it to its next level do you yeah. feel that as well yeah, and also, like, you guys, I mean, like, you guys should be phenomenal at, at football. I, and I think you're only a few years away from uh, being uh, near the top as long as you sort of, because you've got the, you're very good at, at youth systems in sports. You're very good at encouraging people to get, you're a sports nation. So it's right. just well, surprising that you've just not, you know, dominated. Well, you got through to the, I think the quarters in the last one. Yeah, which and- is up. 
and the men are, are certainly on the rise, but um, the women are usually oh, the the best oh, in yeah. the world. So it's it's funny to see the women do as well as they do and dominate in in the World Cup for women, uh, but the men not quite make it to that level. But uh, you know, don't don't discount what the women are able to accomplish in this country. Oh man, I mean, the most one of the, arguably one of the most successful sporting teams is is uh, no, to be, I, no, I know if I'd see again, but I, I did enjoy <laughs> Canada. Knocking, I, I did enjoy Canada knocking you out of the other. Yeah, 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 that was just nice because you're just so good. It was like it was it's like watching a god stub its toe. It's, nice. it's, it's like nice watching it's like watching any country beat Brazil, you know, in, in, yeah. in soccer. It's like yes. Oh, no, no, you, you meant to say England to Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <absolutely. laughs> hey, uh, I wanted to ask you a question, Daniel, about um uh the Scots accent, which I, I personally find I've I've told this on the show many times yeah. that I find it to be as far as a woman goes, the most sexy accent I hear is a Scots accent, personally. Um, and I'm curious as to where you get the most mileage out of your accent around the world. I'm guessing it's here in America, as far as being yeah, able to, yeah. to make it well, work for Of you. course, yeah. I, the Irish and Scottish accent always works in America, because every American will be like, oh, my ancestors are Scottish. And you're like, I know, that's why you're white. <laughs> <laughs> Do you I don't get, know if you know your own history. You didn't start off this color. <laughs> we needed to lighten up for the northern yeah, latitude. Yeah. Um, oh uh, are you single? Uh, or are, can you put that to use, or is it? Uh, no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big old hypocrite. I'm engaged. Oh. Wow. Well, and that's how good. are those plans coming? Well, I mean, look, I proposed during lockdown because there was nothing else to do. Right. It <laughs> seemed like a nice thing to do. And all the days were blending into one. Um, <laughs> so, no, no, my, I, I, my thing was, like, if you, if, you, if you were in lockdown every single day with the person, uh, with someone that you're with, and you don't have an argument and you really get on well and it's in this intense high pressure, if you can get through that and it's great, I was like, well, that's it. That's what I'm looking for for the rest of my life. And I'm, I'm very lucky that she happens to love me as well. And she's very beautiful and smart and all the things that you're meant to say. <laughs> uh, Daniel, you mentioned spending time in Los Angeles. And I think when foreigners think about this country, a lot of the time they think about L.A. or New York or, or even D.C. But I'm curious as to, from, from your perspective, what are your favorite parts of the United States that aren't L.A., New York, or D.C.? Oh, hey, 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 hey. I'll, I'll tell you straight. Can I swear on the show? No. Uh, depends. Damn well, uh, oh, crap. Right. Okay. Yeah, the ones right. I well, in that case, make the translation yourself. LA is a poo hole. <laughs> An absolute yeah. poo hole. It's a soulless poo hole filled with, with fannies and, <laughs> and jerks and bozos. I do not. I go to LA because my friends live in LA. Uh. But when that earthquake happens, good riddance. Let's see you bye forever. Wow. Like, it's. it's um, my favorite parts are like the middle and the south. I like New York a lot. I yeah. like New York. Uh, I like the uh, southern parts. The, the parts that just feel so American because you are just so American. Such a stereotype of yourselves. I don't know if you understand how American you all are. <laughs> the rest of the world were quite reserved. Like I, I know I sound very Scottish to you, but I don't have a blue painted on my face. I'm not drinking whiskey right now. I'm not wearing a kilt down here. But like in America, you're all so American. <laughs> we'll take that. You, wake yeah. up, you have a cup of Joe. You sing the national anthem. You punch an eagle. You know. <laughs> That's it. 
like three eagles in my life. Casey, you were, you, I, I overheard you were listening. Was it was it Dan you were listening to talking about cursing in the United States yeah. and all that? So you can't say these certain curse words. And you you had a routine where you were just going on about come on people, and you were yeah. we are the worst cursers there are. Yet we just don't aren't allowed to do it in yeah. the open. You know. It's it's I, I, it's very weird that like the you know the Americans don't enjoy swearing. It's the only place I go to where swearing is such a big problem sometimes. Mm. Right? It's you know I I'm doing my radio voice uh, yeah. right now, but I've been swearing since I could talk. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's a it's a way to express yourself. It adds to the it adds to the language, and also I, I like when Americans try to swear. And I don't mean this to sound condescending, but it will sound condescending. <laughs> but every time an American swears to me, it's like a puppy barking you're like oh you're, you're trying to do the aggressive noise that you've seen other dogs do but it doesn't sound the same there's no impact behind this it's funny because we we have like in my, in my house my father always spoke the king's english but mixed it with the most vile stuff is all boys so we yeah. would we learned that but if you really want to hear it i think are you familiar with the show the boys uh, yes, yeah, yes. so so Carl Urban, you drops the c word like 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 nobody's it. business, yep. and that's what you know. And that to me, I think that's that's replaced mother effer as the most aggressive curse that you can do. Yeah, it really and, cuts through. It cuts through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an attention getter. <laughs> Although I yeah, do. And, and, but it's, it's, it's the thing so many Americans don't understand. It's like, like the reason these words have power is because yeah. you continue to give them power. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you okay. guys didn't react that much to that word, I wouldn't enjoy it as much. Uh. Like, part of the fun is watching you all go, oh, clutching your pearls and then fainting onto a couch. <laughs> think of, like, a four-letter, uh. one-syllable word. It's the closest I've ever felt to being a magician. I do, I do think... Of rage. I do think the word twat needs to be thrown around a well, little bit. Well, you're more. saying it wrong, oh, apparently, to him. I, I, thank you very much. Twat. It's not twat. I know this is a public service <laughs> announcement on behalf of your brothers and sisters across the ocean. Twat is not a swear word. Twat is a rejected Teletubby. It is twat. It rhymes twat. with that. It runs uh, with cat. Twat. Twat. Well, we, we have been a fan of... We've been trying to bring the word pud back as... Pud. Are you familiar with pud? Do you use pud? Pud? Pud. Yeah. P-U-D. It's very... I said short for pudding? Uh, <laughs> it's a penis, right? Yeah, yeah. Pulling your pud. Yeah. 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 That's a yeah. pud. It's, it's a penis? Yeah. 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 P-U-D. Yeah. yeah. So it, it maybe hasn't made it across its way yet, but we'll we'll try to export it to you if we can. Okay. Yeah. And Pud gets by on the radio censors, does it? Yeah. It, yeah. It's funny because we always harken back to this, and it is a fact. There was really no concise, written-down list of words that you couldn't say on broad... Now, it's gotten very lenient now at certain times of the day and so on and so forth, but it was George Carlin who actually immortalized that well, collection of words. In, in a technical sense, nothing is really illegal unless somebody complains about That's it. That's true. It, yeah. it, you can say all you want, but if you get certain complaints, uh, yeah. then then it can be technically, you can be fined for certain things. So, but uh, mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Daniel, you are... So you're going to be here in Philly on the 16th, and you have a book coming out on the 12th. I yes. love the title of your book. Can you can you tell everybody what the title is? 
Yes, it's a it's a it's a self help positive book uh, about relationships, uh, and it's called "Everyone You Hate Is Going to Die." <laughs> true. <laughs> true. Yes. Yeah. That's not and, a that should bring statement. you solace, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man, it cheers me up every day. It's the first thing I think of. I wake up. I remember who I hate. I know they're going to die. Let's get out of bed. I love that line of thinking. It's, I've I've often advised people when they say, "Oh, this guy's such an a hole," and I, I would always say, "But th- their sentence has already been passed." They are encased in themselves. So you, yeah. you the, only, the only reason I want to live long isn't for health reasons. It's so I can watch all my enemies die. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the real reason I go to the gym and occasionally eat a salad. <laughs> just to make sure I outlive them and I get to experience the glory. I, I love that. I wanted uh, to ask you, you, you have a couple of tattoos, and I want to ask if they mean any. You have Nicholas, uh, Nicholas Tesla, right? Yeah, I got Nikola Tesla on my, I think my, my right shoulder. And then you have the Joker as well. Yeah, I got the Joker on my back, and that's because, and that was before the movie came out. Like I was a fan of the Joker, like back in like two thousand and, I think I got that tattoo when I was about twenty, so two thousand and ten, and it's because in the in the in in one of the best Joker graphic novels, The Killing Joke by Al. Oh, it's great. Mm Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. In that, the Joker was a stand-up comedian before he became the Joker, and I think that says a lot about comedians that we're all just one bad day away from being on the man of things like that. So it, it, it really resonated with me. So you're a big Batman fan because I am as well. I'm a huge, massive, huge comic massive fan. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. We've we've um, we've been in a good place that we've become sort of a, a friends with Zack Snyder and uh, and uh, oh sweet, yeah, and uh, also uh, Michael Giacchino is scoring the new the Batman, the Matt Reeves movie as well. Oh, so it's, it's like the greatest days of our lives are these days currently where all, all these different riffs on Batman are occurring and the Joker and all that stuff. It's just great. Oh, it's so good, man. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, that me and my dad, after years and years of him trying to get me into comic books, that we both get to experience, share this part of, <laughs> uh, of movie culture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we finally we've we've said a while we're living in the greatest time just because of the superhero movies. Uh, yeah, they can absolutely. Make it. it's, it's so good, and 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 it's also now like they're still taking very interesting leaps. Like I don't know if you watched uh, Invincible on Amazon. I've heard it's great. I've heard oh, it's great. Man, it's 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 so brilliantly good, and it's like it's an man. It's an adult cartoon. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wouldn't let anyone under the age of fifteen watch it because <laughs> it's very dark. It's it's very violent, but it's they didn't they didn't tone it down because it was Grant Morrison, and they easily could have you know taken away right. all the stuff that makes his his uh, so very. Oh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Grant. It was Robert Kirkman. I'm talking. Nonsense. The guy that wrote The Walking Dead. Uh, so he's very, very good at violence and stuff, and they never took it out. And it's got a brilliant cast, and it's uh, animated beautifully. And I really hope it encourages more networks to do more live-action cartoons instead of, you know, just making it all real. It's a bit like The Boys in, in Attitude, right? Yeah yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. yeah. Man, if you, if you like The Boys, you will love Invincible on that. I just wrote that down. I'm going to watch that yeah. for sure. So, um, so you had mentioned Walking Dead. I, I don't know if you're a fan of that. Uh, well, A, I'm comic not- series, or uh, B, the TV show. I, I was fan. I, I, I'm a fan of both the TV show and the graphic novels for the first seventy five percent. Yes, and then they just and then they just wouldn't stop making them. <laughs> Here's the deal. I wanted to jump in here. All right, go ahead because I I I want to I want to check a point with you. But go ahead, Casey. All right. So I've been watching the uh, the the Walking Dead. I'm I'm up to date. I've watched every single episode, and I have to tell you, I was so surprised this past Sunday. It might have been the scariest episode I've ever seen, and it was really? so yes. 
It was so well done. It was, Steve, it was like a horror movie. Um, and I don't want to give anything away, but they, they ran two episodes on Sunday night. So the, the second episode, the last episode, I actually, and I'm kind of a puss when it comes to watching yes, horror movies. So that's I, true. I, I, there were a lot of times where I had my hands over my, <laughs> my eyes when I was watching yeah. it. It was that good. I thought okay. it was so well done because one of the characters in the show is, uh, is she's deaf. And so you're watching everything from her perspective. You can't hear anything. So everything that you're seeing is on the screen. Uh, it's really, really well done. So I bet, I bet a quiet, like the, a quiet, a quiet place. place. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking as, as well. Yeah, we, Preston and I have, con- have the, the, the point of contention about what, uh, The Walking Dead, and I love it. I think it's great. And I, yeah. read, I read the first couple of uh, you know, graphic novels or whatever they, they put into the collections. Once Negan, once they net, let Negan live, I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Yes. You, I... you, 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 you've got to be kidding me. Hey, what, what, has... what, ha- what do you need to do to establish that you're a sociopath? Yeah. 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 Like, it's no, it's nice. He named his baseball bat after his dead girlfriend. That's a nice thing. Yeah. He had a heart after oh, all. There you go. He used it to cave people's heads in. There are many oh. layers to that onion. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> the, the one that always annoyed me, I, I like, because I loved the TV series for so long. I thought Daryl was such an excellent uh, addition. I think Norman Reedus is right. a phenomenal actor. I'm glad he's been introduced to the the world. But when they did like the spin-off series, like the the other the Walking Dead one, Fear the Walking I couldn't Dead. watch any of them because I cannot watch any zombie movie or TV show where people in it don't know what zombies are. <laughs> like, it's the most annoying trope yeah. when there's just a zombie and it's walking towards you and it's got, like, organs hanging out of his mouth. And the neighbor's like, oh, look, Steve. Steve's been all weird. Let's go close to him. Steve, why, why is your wife's eyeballs in your mouth? What's going on? Oh, God, he bit me. And you're like, oh, my God, it's a zombie. Uh, right, right. Some pop culture should have seeped through. No, you're right. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, listen, Daniel, we could talk to you for hours, my friend. Unfortunately, we got to wrap, but you're going to be in town October 16th. I just want to remind people the Miriam Theater uh, is where Daniel's going to be. Tickets are available at uh, danielsloss.com, and I'm sure there's local outlets you can get them through, too. We'll make sure that we post that information uh, on our website. But, man, you're, you're great. We love you. Thank you so much for coming Thanks on. Thanks so much for morning. having me, guys. Anytime. Have a good one. Thank you, Daniel Sloss. Yay! Oh, my God, he's great. He is. Excellent. A lot of fun. We'll be back in just a moment. The Bizarre File is up next. It's MMR's Local Shots, Artists of the Month. Hailing from right here in Philadelphia, it's Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves. I want to be free. Hear them on the air every Wednesday at 6.30 with your host, Brett Porsche. Search local shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. In the entertainment report this morning had a story of Nicole Richie celebrating her 40th birthday leaned over to blow her candles out yeah. and her hair caught on fire. Uh-huh. Like both sides. So she had she has long hair hanging over her shoulders and she leans in and both sides catch on fire because of the way the the way the candles were positioned on the cake. So all right. Your hair caught on fire stories. Come on. I am the God of Hell and I bring you 
WMMR. We'd be happy to hear any kind of cake fire. Your stories or any kind of hair. Even votive candles fire. Yep. Uh, Kathy, I think, has a story. Yeah, well, when my hair caught on fire, I remember uh, the smell. That was oh. what was most uh, memorable about it. And I remember going home and showering and washing my hair, and it's still smelling. Like, People don't realize, around. you're right, how pungent and it just, it, 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 I know that smell. I've been around a... a this happened a couple times. Obviously, my hair does not be set on fire. I have it, but I've been at parties. It's it's actually you're good for at least I think one or two incidents a year if you're going to birthday parties where someone's oh, yeah. going to set their hair on fire. I, and uh, that smell just stays. It's Even, a line in Anchorman. Yeah. It smells like burnt hair. Yeah, right. Yeah. The the what was it? The Sasquatch. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was Big the oh, oh, Big, Sex, Panther. Was, Sex Panther. Yeah. Thank you. Was the name of the the cologne. Um, but even the slightest bit, so, you know, we have a, a gas stove, and if I'm moving one pot to another and my arm is down a little bit too low, like the arm hair ah. uh, will just lightly yeah. char. It'll sit, and you're like, and you don't even realize it happened, but you'll smell it. What and does go, that smell? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Have you ever you seen go. anybody uh, I, fully I engulf the well, hair? Well, or the, with super hairy arms, I assume that's a liability, I'm right? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen, I've seen friends' hair... Catch on fire. I mean, as a joke, uh, you know, I had a lighter and I went up behind my friend Ben. He was sitting on my couch. I just went near his hair and in the back of it caught on fire with a lighter. And, of course, then after that, you have to hit them on the head. Right. Uh, oh. and, and That's the funny part. And it's your reaction. Not to just, what you what you should do is just put your hand over it and smother it. Right. Because it's not that hot when it starts. Are you sure? But instead, <laughs> you just smack them yeah. repeatedly right. on the back of the head. You're supposed to do that. And Casey, you used <laughs> to mention earlier that you had something like that. Well, yeah, I was at a concert. And uh, the woman in front of me, her friend... Had her arm around her, and her um, she had a cigarette in her hand, and the cigarette caught her hair on fire. I, and in fact, before I even started smacking this lady in the head, I was yelling to her, "Hey!" But there's a concert going on, you, you know, loud, and so she hey, couldn't hear hey, me. Hey, 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 oi, hey, oi, oi! Uh, and then eventually, she didn't turn around. And I was like, "Well, I got to take action." So I just started smacking her head. She didn't care for that very much. Oh and my then, God, we're burning alive! Then she was grateful. The best, though, and especially if if no one gets hurt, <laughs> is if their hair is on fire and they're just completely unaware of it, and they're just caring about their business, <laughs> <laughs> just talking to you and smiling. What? What are you looking at? And we and people are, they've got a flame. No one knows what to say. Yeah, uh, yeah the that, that that whole thing, or just it, it's sort of tangential to this. But we had one of the um, cardboard classics. I think Pierre did it. One of our interns did it, standing near the um, that kerosene heater, uh-huh. and the, ja- the jacket they were wearing yeah. just started to melt yeah. seconds away from going up in flames. I will go to Beth. Hi there, Beth. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, what's um, happening? <laughs> just driving home. Um, I was. We were on our way to New York for a friend's birthday party, and my girlfriend was um, lighting. Uh, something that we probably should have been doing in the car. Okay. She was sparking up a bowl, all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we didn't have a lighter, so she was using a match, and the windows were open, and I heard her strike the match, and then I go, hear her go, where'd that go? And my head's turned looking out the window, and all of a sudden, my hair just burst into, like, oh you know, God. fizzling, flame, like, smoke. It just smelled out. Wow. And, and you were, you were, were you behind the wheel? My head. 
I was not driving. No, no, okay. uh, no. We weren't okay. driving. Someone else was driving, so okay. the windows were open, but I was looking out the window, and my air went up, and everyone started smacking my head, and we pulled over at the next rest area to get a lighter. How much hair, how much hair went up? Um, just a, about a couple inches on my left that's, side. That's still a lot. That's still a lot of hair to lose. And no, yeah, but, but and no burnt like, skin or scalp or anything like that? No, thank Good. God. Yeah. I did smell like burnt hair for the rest of like the night because we were going to a friend's party and, you know, he couldn't you wash can't... my hair or get a trim or anything. Yeah, you can't get rid of it. You should have covered the smell with pot. That would have taken care of it. <laughs> yep. All right. That probably, that probably happened. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you, Beth. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go over to Keith. Hey, Keith, good morning. Good morning. What's up, my man? Uh, Carson Daly is a tool. Ah, forever and ever. But a goodie. Forever What's ever. up, bud? Uh, so about 20 years ago, standing around uh, out back on the deck with some friends at a party, smoking a joint, and uh, getting down towards the end. At the time, I had about an 8-inch puffy goatee. Uh, I thought I had just simply dropped it. I didn't realize where I dropped it until I got the first punch in the face. It proceeded oh. by about 20 more, oh and God. I had no idea oh what was God. going on. <laughs> Oh, no. It went into your goatee. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and so let me ask you, to Preston's point, you get that first slug in the face, you don't know what's happening as far as the, the, the fire. I thought we were friends. Yeah. No, no, I thought everybody was cool. I was clearly... What did they do? <laughs> That's hilarious. How much... Uh, did, did it get to the skin or was it just the hair? Uh, it was just the hair, luckily. I wound up being clean-shaven after that, but the smell <laughs> being right there in my nose stuck with me for a good day or two. Yeah, to Kathy's Dude. point, that burned hair smell lingers. And, and the fact that if it's your goatee, that the flames would be coming up. Yes. You know, on, on yeah. top of your head, you know, some of that, you, you're, you're going to have a little while before it, the, the, it burns down to your scalp. But it would all be coming up on your face. That's a nightmare. Coming up, <laughs> coming up on your face. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. You're lucky you didn't burn, Keith, or get uh, oh, yeah. some nasty blisters. Yep, I got lucked out. And even if I did, I probably wouldn't have felt it at that point. <laughs> nice. It was that kind of evening. Thanks, Keith. Well, rest of the classic uh, Michael Jackson Pepsi commercial. Yeah. Oh, he, and he had, right. he had whatever it was in his hair. They all had the product. And that was that was a big flare up. Yes, and uh, that put him in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. and I remember it being uh, our eye personally downplayed yeah. it a little bit when the story first hit. And it wasn't until years later that I saw the video. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. that was a big was fire big, on absolutely, his head. yeah. And I think the stuff you put in your hair like that plays a, a huge part in it because even in the Nicole Richie video, mm-hmm. you can she see, has something. Well, she because yeah. she has curly hair, yeah. so she there's definitely some sort of product in there. And when it when it hits the candle, it goes up. I'm always aware of stuff like that at, at parties where people have something and, and we're standing around candles. You know, it's funny. I, I with no hair, I'm more concerned about that than than someone who does. But uh, all things at parties, and one of the things that goes up, like at a birthday party, that's used quite often, is the silly string. Mm-hmm. Silly string will ignite in a yeah. second. Mm-hmm. Was it um, Metallica that was in concert where yeah, one right. of the okay and the they never they never stopped playing. Right? Didn't someone? Oh just no, come they out did. And, okay. No, 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 no. They they quit. They they it, he was uh, that was Hatfield. He was yeah. he was messed up bad. Okay. Yeah. They they stopped the show. How extensive was it? Do you remember? They Preston? came with um. Oh man, they right? they had to. He was wearing rings. They had to cut them off of him. Oh, Jesus Christ! His hands had swollen up so bad, and then after that, he was wearing one of those like mesh sleeves. You know where they they do for yeah. burn victims, right? So was, now. They ended up having their guitar tech step in, and they continued the tour. Mm-hmm. But that show ended right then and there. In fact, there was um, they were opening for Guns N' Roses, 
and Axel refused to come out after that. And I think it caused a riot and all this stuff. It was one of those uh, things that that got ugly, from what I understand. If I'm if I'm remembering correctly or not, but yeah, he was he was burned really really bad. Uh, hang on, I want to uh, let me go to yeah. This sounds interesting. I got to go to Rich. Hi, Rich. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, what's up, Rich? Hey, listen. Uh, so one day, uh, one evening, my wife and I were getting intimate and uh, in the bedroom, yes. and she had put candles on the beer. And she had them all lit and real nice. It was very, you know, um, romantic and sexy. Very nice setting, right? So we're, we're, we're going at it. And next thing you know, and she says, I think I could say this. My pussy cat's on fire. My pussy cat's on fire. <laughs> oh, my God. Without the, without the cat. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, baby, I know. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then I smelled it. I, I'm like, oh, my God. And I, and I look at him. The cat is on fire. It's oh, my God. Whoa. The long-haired caddy sex. Okay. And uh, poor pie was her name. So I obviously jump up to a cow. I grab a, I grab the pillow actually and threw it on her and, and you know put her out. Thank God she didn't get burned seriously. So oh my God. So that was uh, that's uh, our story that she loves to tell every once in a while. Uh, Dude, I, I think about that. So with the nine cats and, and you know we have. Um, if we do light candles, I am uh, you know you never leave the room with their when their cats in the house because even if they jump up on the. Uh, table cover or whatever they can slide those candles off onto a carpet or something uh or on you know to other parts of your body uh casey maybe uh going back to what you said about james hetfield there was another incident i was actually watching this video recently where uh i think it was paul stanley's hair caught on fire from kiss um, because they use tons of pyrotechnics. Yeah. yeah. And he just keeps going and going. And, and they going. just put it out with a and fire yes, extinguisher. And they kept going. Yes. So I think that's what you're thinking. If we can find that video, that's that's the one you're looking the at. The show must go on. Yeah, totally. Hey, how cool if Paul was at the good play while he was completely engulfed in flame. Yeah. So he had he had and of course I you know, I don't know if all of that's their real hair or something no. that's wigs or whatever, right. but but it was fully on fire. Uh I will go to let me see here. I'm going to go to Dan. Hey, Dan. Good morning. Hang on a second. We were Dan. watching the video. Watching the video. Preston, look at this. Kathy. <laughs> yeah. Look. So his goddamn head is almost engulfed in flames. The Guy comes up, thing. and so their 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 guitar tech is 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 going. Hey, his hair's on fire, and they're pointing. He's pointing to uh, staff to come over and put it out. <laughs> Paul doesn't miss. He keeps going. A beat. He in fact throws his fist up in the air and keeps playing the song. <laughs> All right. Oh if you're, that's rock and roll. If you're at that show. Do you think it's a part of the show? Maybe. I would. Until you see the people run out and start I suppose. tapping his head. They're like, wow. oh, I guess that was uh, all planned. That was awesome! <laughs> Rock and roll! Firehead! All right, let me let me go to Dan now. Now, Dan, you're on the air. Good morning, buddy. What's going on? Yo. Uh, hi, Grandma. Hey, hi, Grandma. <laughs> What's your story, dude? All right, dude. So, uh, a buddy of mine was... Okay, I don't know what he was doing. He was in his bedroom... Uh, me and another buddy went over to his house. We were supposed to hang out that night, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he wouldn't come out of his bedroom. I don't know why. We were probably 16, 17, so we were kind of stupid anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, so we're messing with his doorknob, and a buddy of mine goes into his parents' room, grabs a keyboard cleaner, right, and he's actually spraying his doorknob. So we're kind of... I'm kind of looking at this, and, and I got a lighter in my pocket because I started smoking way too young. I don't smoke anymore, which is great. But So I pull out my lighter, and I light it. His whole face is engulfed in flames. Oh, my God. 
his eyelashes are gone, his eyebrows are gone, the whole front of the top of his head is bald. So let me ask you, Dan, did you create a flame with the with the liquid air, the canned air? Uh, yes. All right, and is that what happened? The flame shot out of that? Yes, the flame. I had the I put put the lighter up to the doorknob because he was trying to freeze it. I don't know why, and the whole thing. Went all over his face. All the flames went all over his face. He had. Was he seriously uh, hurt? So he he wasn't exactly hurt. He actually fell back laughing. Okay, he wasn't exactly hurt. No. Preston, you remember <laughs> when you were in high school? You'd invite your buddies over to play with doorknobs. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, all God. the time. Uh, by the way, let me double back here a second. A lot of people texting. It wasn't Kiss. It was Kiss Tribute Band. So it was a guy pretending to be a Paul Stanley. He had more money invested. He didn't stop. Yeah, you're right. More <laughs> yeah. of his money was on the line than Paul's. Yeah. I can't lose uh, this so gig. We used to play around with hairspray and lighters oh, all yeah. the time. Uh, and I don't ever remember catching our hair on fire, but that was a, a regular thing. And that's why, Kathy, you're talking about the product. Hairspray in particular is loaded with alcohol. Oh, well, yeah. And that's what it is. And we used to spray it on stuff. We, we would spray it on tennis balls at night. Light it on fire and then throw it back and forth. Because if you hold it real quick, it just doesn't burn your hand. You do can you, throw it back and forth, and we used to do it that way. You remember the movie Live and Let Die? So in yes. that movie, he does a thing where, you know, James Bond, there's a uh, spider, and he, he, he holds his lit cigar up to a, a can of hairspray. And, and that's the first time I saw that that thing. And mm-hmm. don't you know, sometime after that, I tried it. Sure. Yeah. Of course. Would you do the thing where you would cup your hands together and spray either hairspray in there or uh, lighter fluid? Lighter fluid? Yes. Sure. And light that on they fire? Go, yeah. yeah. Because at, at uh, 14, that's cool. Yeah, if you can't find a doorknob to play with. Right, yeah. I mean, when you're bored. Um, you would do also that thing where you would take a lighter and you would... Um, you would ball your hand in a fist and then uh, put the, you know, t- just turn the the, uh, the fluid. The gas. Yeah. The gas into your hand. Yeah. And then you would light it and then open it. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, it's dangerous stuff. Very uh, dangerous. Next caller is Logan. Logan, good morning. Good morning. Hello, bitches. Hey, bitch. What's up? <laughs> so, I had a friend who decided to throw gasoline on a bonfire. Oh, man, I have stories in the Bizarre File all the time. several times about that. Uh, so we're all drinking, and the flame is going, the fire starting to dim down a little bit. He decides to take a gallon of gasoline, oh, throw it on the bonfire, blows up his entire face, catches on fire. He looks like Jim Carrey, the mm. fire marshal. Fire uh, marshal Bill. To this day? No, not to this day. He got better, but he had to shave his hair, everything. <sighs> man, you got to watch it. Every yep. month. Yep. Who is the, who is Thanks, the man. comedian? That, was it Titus? Um, who, who, remember the story about um, yeah, the keg into the fire? Might have been him. Yeah. It was Titus, yeah. And uh, it, it detonated. Wow. Like the guy who ran into the, the I mean, obviously this is crazy. Mm-hmm. When you're, you're, it's not, you're not simply blowing out candles. You're doing destructively arson type activities but the guy at burning man who just was running around the fire and actually either ran into it or fell into it there's a guy that committed suicide yeah yeah yeah. ran into the fire all right chris has a story about church which i'm sure Mm. yes there's plenty of fire stories because there's lots of candles at churches hi uh chris good morning hi guys hey what's up chris hi 
Yeah, if you have ever been to a Catholic Mass, you know there's candles all over the place. And this was in the early 90s. We were sitting in the pews, and our, um, our, our choir singer was singing, and she got too close to the candle. And, of course, like, you know, she had the big hair, and the candle caught her hair on fire, and, like, a bunch of people started running over to her and had to, you know, extinguish it. And without skipping the beat, she kept on singing. And it was it made for a really, uh, a really interesting experience at church. Sure. That's the time it is okay to yell in yeah. church. Like, you never feel the, you know, yeah, but you can jump on them. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Thanks, you know, Chris. It happens also at the uh, at the, the vote of candles, at the, the smaller, um, you know, where you're going to light a candle for someone. In honor I remember someone, yeah. years ago, and maybe when I was going through my communion practice, but a, a little girl in her dress, and I was a, a little boy at the time, you know, but she was leaning over and her hair went up. Oh, one of her no. pigtails. Why is it, and, uh, you know, my kids are the same way uh, now, but, like, putting a candle out or blowing a candle out, and I'm not talking about birthday candles. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, like, a big thing for us. when oh. w- with, um, with Advent, Kathy? Yeah, like, they, everyone would fight over it. We would fight. Well, so it was assigned. It, every year, it got assigned. Okay, yeah. you get to blow out week one of Advent. You get to blow out week two of Advent. Like, I don't know why that was such a big deal. How old were you when you first did the lick your fingers and put it out? Ooh, I don't remember oh, how old I don't think I was, I've ever done it. I always loved doing that. No, yeah. but you know what, Steve? You know, I saw a guy do uh, at, like a catering thing because he had been a caterer for a long time. Right. Uh, so um, those sterno things. Yeah. He would light one sterno, right, and he would take another sterno and uh, take whatever goop was in there. Oh, yeah. And he would basically goop that in on his fingers. Light that on fire and then light the subsequent other sternos with, with his, his finger fire. Fingers, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Interesting. Uh, I have Justin who wants to check in. Yo, Justin, good morning. Good morning, it. What's well, good morning, it, man? What's going on? So, um, real quick, I'm the I'm the guy that turns the boots the other way in the stall. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, so you can take okay. a nap during the day. Another story. Yeah. Let's hear it, Justin. Well, first, um, when you're a kid, don't ever try to impress your friends by putting peppermint extract in your mouth and then spitting it at a, at a lighter because then your lips catch on fire. Wow. So, uh, was that you? That was me, but my mom. So this story, I come downstairs, about to go to school. I'm in, like, middle school. And my mom, you know, she used to work late, but she'd also stay up and kind of partake in some of the guns. And, and she passed out at the table. She must have passed out minutes before I woke up. She's asleep at the table, one hand in a bag of bugles, and the other, and her head is inside of the ashtray with a cigarette lit. So I see smoke coming from, you know, that front of her head and ashtray. So I yell mom, and she wakes up, says what, and the bangs of her hair is on fire. So I tell her, and she slaps herself till it goes out and kind of laughs it off until she pulls at her hair and pulled out every single bang in the front of her head. That is one of the saddest images. A woman passed out, one hand in a bottle and a bag of bugles, her head in an ashtray with a cigarette lit in it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did she she, uh, get passed out at all? Tell me she's a a world-class neurosurgeon now, right? No, well, (laughs) she passed away nine Uh, years ago. Oh, I'm sorry to hear um, that, yeah. But there's more stories like that. But no, what sucked the most for her is she had, like, one of them, like, Old people, I, I wouldn't say old people haircuts, but it looks like, you know, a surfer wave in the front of their head. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 we know that, yeah. 
to fold the hair over. So, so when she burned her bangs off, she ruined her hairdo of like 50 years. You know? Oh, man. Um, wow. So, yeah. Well, that's uh, yeah. interesting. I'm sure you got more stories, Justin. We yeah. appreciate the call. Uh, thanks. That's right, crazy, man. Wow. Uh, I want to go to one more. I know we got to take a break here because we got a, a guest coming up. Uh, Anna, you're on the air. Good morning, Anna. Hi, Gadzooks. Anna, what's up? So my family, we had a tradition of um, smashing each other's faces in the cake oh. after singing, you know, happy birthday. Okay. And my sister, she did um, some visit us from college. So we were at the airport. This was in the early 90s. So we used to go to the gate. And we went down to the baggage claim. And I surprised her with a cake. And I was only a kid at the time. And we're all singing our happy birthday next to the carousel, you know, and people are all joining along. And as she goes to blow out the candles, I didn't wait until she blew them all out. <laughs> and I, I smashed it in her face. Her full front bang just completely went up in a piece of ball. Oh. My mom and my sister are, are smacking her forehead while people are around. They're kind of going, oh, my God, oh, fire, fire, fire. Somebody's trying to run to a uh, fire extinguisher. Meanwhile, I'm just standing there with the cake in my hands, like, uh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> you set your sister on fire. There she yeah. is, tired from her travel. Yeah. She's got cake all over her face. Her hair's on fire. <laughs> the pet's heads are falling off. Oh, my God. My Our pet's dad heads are falling off. <laughs> my dad was a lot more protective, so he freaking out, mad at me, and then my mom and I look at each other, and we just start laughing, (laughs) and my sister is crying, screaming, she runs to the bathroom, she comes out about uh, 10 minutes later with her whole forehead just completely wet. Why don't we take a five-minute break? (laughs) So, yeah, by then, um, you know, it was about a 40-minute ride home, and the car stunk, and she she didn't talk to me for days. Yeah, all the standard uh, stuff that goes after that, the smell and everything will haunt you, but yeah, yeah, good rule of uh, thumb is to let the candles on the cake be extinguished before you slap it in someone's face. We never, we never did that again. Good. But it's been, you know, over 25 years, and whenever we mention it, and my mom and I still laugh about it, and she still kind of cringes. So. Uh, <laughs> I love it. All right, Anna, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. All right, well, be careful around exposed flames. If you have long hair, it can definitely happen. And thank you for the stories. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Who's playing where? When? Answer your Philly concert inquiries at WMMR.com. All the shows that rock, all in one place. Just click on our always up-to-date concert calendar at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Over this past weekend, I believe it was, uh, OnlyFans, uh, the website, it said that it was going to ban pornography site, which was interesting. And we, when we saw the story, uh, we immediately went, what? Because that, to us, seemed to be what got them the notoriety. Mm, yes, but yesterday they announced they're reversing that <laughs> ban. Uh-huh. Uh, that ban, I should say, and it came after an outcry from the users and sex workers who have fueled the success of the online platforms. So, you know, it also fueled that that uh, turnabout, Preston, is that a number of other companies were going to step forward. Oh, really? And uh-huh. provide an alternative that would oh, yeah. allow that, and so they were feeling the heat. So, initially, OnlyFans had said uh, last week that it would ban sexually explicit content from the platform starting October 1st after request from its banking partners. Uh-huh. But the company reversed course Wednesday, tweeting, Thank you to everyone for making your voices heard. We have secured assurances necessary to support our diverse creator community and have suspended the planned October 1st policy change. Uh, they said, OnlyFans stands for inclusion, and we will continue to provide a home for all creators. Translation, we stood to lose a ton of money. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Sophia Bernardi, a spokeswoman for OnlyFans, uh, told the Washington Post that the move came after the company's banking partners <laughs> assured OnlyFans that it can uh, support all genres of creators. Um, Tim Stokely, by the way, who's the founder and CEO of OnlyFans, had told the Financial Times this week that uh, Bank of New York Mellon, Metro Bank, and J.P. Morgan Chase were the banking partners that caused the initial decision. The company said it planned to send an official communication of the decision to the more than 1.5 million content creators on the site. The last thing banks want to see is a huge profit margin. (laughs) Yeah. So, listen, I know it's mainly known for, if not straight porn, at least sexually charged uh, pictures and videos and things like that. If you look on Instagram press and you see somebody like an Instagram model... You lo- if you look in the comments, oh, yeah. third or fourth down, are, do you have an OnlyFans account? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what people immediately well, default to. And a lot of times on Instagram, if you click on their bio, they'll, it's a, they'll have a link tree to all sorts of things. I just went to somebody, um, uh, to their bio, and their link tree was like OnlyFans, the Amazon wish list. What about you You posted a sexy shot of you in your outdoor shower? Did you get OnlyFans requests? I have a few, and I'm I'm thinking about thinking it. Thinking about you know, yeah. I want to do like some Amazon wish list stuff. I, you know, there's some soap that I would like. Some soap that you yes. like. Okay. You know, I don't, I don't Mango wait. coconut. Yeah, what are you supposed to put on Amazon wish list? Spanking, spanking for soap. Yeah. Yeah. Casey. Um, so here's what I'd like to do. I want to see if anybody listening does indeed have an OnlyFans account, what you do on yeah. it. it. Whether whether it's porn or not or suggestive or whatever it may be. Because I'm curious what's on there besides sexually explicit stuff. Oh. And what kind of money can you make from it? Is it your career of sorts or is it just a supplemental thing 
Uh, I want to hear about this. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if we got any listeners who are involved in this. I would love to hear that. There was a series. I know that you watched, Nick, a, a limited little documentary series about OnlyFans. This was a while ago. I think it was uh, on Hulu or... Hulu, yeah. yeah. And it was fascinating about what was what was happening. But you have people like, you know, that uh, Yannette Garcia, I think her name is. She's the... the, the um, She's on. Uh, she's a weather girl from Mexico. She's known oh, yeah, for yeah, her, yeah. her her butt. Uh, she's on there, but but she's explicit about not being explicit. Yeah. Uh, okay. And yeah. She's stunning. So yeah. 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 I could see her easily making money off of that, uh, even though her social what media. Are you doing that? Well, she was referencing a lot of lingerie stuff, but what it does provide, uh, my understanding, and because they had they were interviewing her about it. And she says it is a way for people who are fans to have a little uh, one step closer interaction right. with them. Right. So they're paying a premium for that perceived access. Yeah, um, and, and it was sort of like initially it was supposed to be like a Patreon type of a thing where you, right. it was it was for artists. It was for people to. Ha- it was sort of like the um, uh, Uber example of connecting to artists, connecting to individuals who wanted to sell stuff. Right. And then it started uh, gaining a lot of traction because of sexy pics, and then even more so when there was pornography attached to it. And it was it was the quote-unquote girl next door putting their stuff who online. Likes stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. and you could give them five bucks and watch them do that type of thing. So, like, it, there was this, Steve, you're right, there was this access to the people themselves, yes. not just watching porn for free on the internet. Um, you remember Sid Wilder, who's been by here several yeah. times. Yeah. yeah. Um, she has a very, very successful OnlyFans account. And I asked her straight up, I'm like, Do, is there nudity yeah. on your OnlyFans account? And she said, I leave that. She doesn't reveal that. Right, right. You you essentially, you have to, you got to subscribe and then you'll find out. But you can just subscribe. What is, you know, sometimes, do they set the, 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 the price, by the I, way? I, I think so. Are there, okay. are there yeah. Casey, I, I, I'm not, you can do I it for free. I'm asking you as the expert, but, but, but are you, so are there different tiers? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and. And with those tiers, as I said, will become, will, will come the uh, greater levels of access. I mean, some people just, it's, it's straight up free. Like, you, yeah. you can be Steve's only fan. And, yeah. and, and I'll access. probably have just. One but, but I mean, I could buy, in theory, buy access to your comedy. I could buy, you know, Steve, if you wanted to post like old routines that you did yeah, as a stand up yeah. or whatever, and and wanted to cultivate a little community of an of of what you sell, of what you're known for, you can do that, and, and that's sort of what OnlyFans was designed for. And then it became what it is now. And then also, all right, so you can sign up as a member, right? So it's like twenty five bucks a month or whatever. But then that person can also make content that you have to pay extra for, right? Let right. me ask you, uh, so. Because the amount of money, at least, that the documentary series suggested to be made passively. I think you talk about Sid Wilder. Sid Wilder invests, I think, what appears to be a good amount of work and effort into the production of the videos. Very at much least so. it ends up on Instagram that are yep. teasers. Yeah, and you know that yeah. it probably goes a lot further on her uh, on her OnlyFans account. But, but what yeah. is, she's, she's definitely spending money on the production, for I, sure. She looks great. She's yeah. she's very talented. So, but, uh, uh, you know, so what? You have a ring light in your in your bedroom mm-hmm. with a couple of, uh, you know, those those uh, hanging lights. Mm-hmm. And you, you put on a little production and start picking up extra money. Would you, years ago, you know, <laughs> w- would it be something you'd, you would um, entertain? I don't know. Uh, I mean, listen, people have been doing the webcam thing for a long time. Yes. Yeah. Um, and what makes this different, do you uh, think, for a I'm lot curious. of people? That's what I'm curious. Yeah. I get, by the way, you can use a uh, a pseudonym if you call in. Uh, yeah. By the way, nobody's <laughs> called in. I'm like, come on, man. We know it's we got a pretty there. good sized audience yeah. here, and I know you're listening, yeah. and I know you have an account, but you, you, you can remain anonymous if you yeah. want to. 
Um, but I, yeah, I, 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 don't know what the, I don't know what the difference is. I don't know why this is more appealing uh, than what's already been around for a long time. Why this platform? Well, it's more it um, homegrown stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? I think uh, so. It's not. I, you're, I never, you're, you're not a second page on Pornhub. This is more of a uh, the, at least the perception, Casey, is that it's more. Well, I uh, was, I know my, grassroots. My personal taste. Uh, I don't really. Uh, I don't. I don't want to sound. I don't like porn stars. I, you know they they, they okay. don't they Doesn't don't do it for you. they don't do it for me. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I prefer everyday people. Yeah. Yes. Like yeah, you know? but there are. There's some pretty stunning people that are that could be you know of porn star quality that are all over that you know. Yeah. And, I'd anyway. like you to join me at home. Oh my god! Time. Bill <laughs> has a fans only account. Silver pony fans. Today at two o'clock, I'll be yeah. trimming my hair. <laughs> my down there hair. I think part of the appeal to Queso is if you did like porn stars, like if you liked Elisa, Elisa right. Ann, for yeah. example, and I don't know if she does or if she doesn't, but if she had an OnlyFans, it's sort of like this bridge in between just watching porn on the internet and Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, through Instagram, you get to know these people a little bit more. You get to see some of the personalities. Okay. So it's not just watching porn. Yeah. It's just being connected to these people. <laughs> and that's what that's what the appeal is. The other thing about, uh, so there's a, this whole social media aspect of it, right? Right. So where, like if you go to like any of the, the hot girls that you follow on Instagram, right. they all follow each other, right? They do. Same, same thing with OnlyFans, right? So like they'll be like, you know, follow this girl, follow, you know, and and so they're they hope to gain more traction that way, you know. So there is a nice community within the community, if that makes any sense. No, I, I I hear you. I'm like completely lost on all of this. Yeah, it, just, it does not. It does yeah. You do your straight streaming. No, like you, I, you own your own streaming service. I even, <laughs> even though you guys are explaining it, like yeah. uh, Nick seems to know a lot about it. Um, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I. I still don't understand. Like it doesn't. It just doesn't make sense. It seems to me it's just another way to get porn that they don't want to put out there. I mean, essentially, that's it. And you know, you can get porn and get porn from people that. Uh, your thing, though, what you mentioned earlier, is yeah. the key, Casey. Is that the perception is. This is somebody next door. Yeah. This is, this is, you know, it is a more open, a larger umbrella. We keep getting calls. They keep hanging up. Well, here's the deal. Like, I mean, dude, if anybody cared to see my balls for $10,000 a month, I would gladly do that. And Preston. My fear is just like, you know. No one's going to care. Laugh at it or whatever. You show up at the barbecue and there's a big blow up uh, mural of your ball sack. Think about that's $120,000 a year if you're you're knocking it out regularly. I mean, I'm thinking uh, about it. Yeah, there's that's that, and that would be sort of lower end. I mean, that's that's right. middle to lo- lower end for people who are putting up a lot more content. Crazy amounts of money. All right, hang on. We got some, now. We got some takers. Right. I'm gonna go now to that court. we're talking money. I'm gonna go to Courtney. Hi, Courtney. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Oh, hang on, real quick, Courtney. Steve, is the term you're looking for gig economy? Gig economy. Oh, Thank not you. Familiar with that term? Okay. Uh, so, Courtney, um, how long have you been doing uh, 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 pictures and videos on OnlyFans? Well, I stopped doing it, but I was doing it for about six months, and okay. I did, like, feet pictures. Feet pictures. Oh, my God. All right. Do anything, like, sexual, like, no, like, body parts that you wouldn't feel on the... Okay, so just doing feet. That has no appeal to me. Right. But there are people right. out there, and, and what kind of money were you making on a weekly or monthly basis? I personally wasn't making that much, maybe okay. like $20 a month. But I have a lot of friends in the industry that do a career. Oh, you're, you're breaking and up. Like, you, have, you have a lot of friends in the industry that will actually do this as a full-time career? Yes, full-time. 
time. They, like, make a lot of money off of it, but they do full-on, like, dom, femme things and right. stuff like that. Right. Okay. Now, so, the d- reason, like, the main component for the people that are doing it, like us that are that are actually creating these, is, like, in the porn industry, like, they... It's kind of like Hollywood in a way. You've got to go through all these bells and whistles and, like, deal with scummy people and all these things. But we're in charge of our own money and our own content and what we decide to put out, what we want to do with whoever we want to do it with. So, like, we have full control over the money we're making. But we're also like a lot of them are considered. We consider themselves sex workers, and they're they're in there. Obviously, lies lies the attraction, and so that is why, as as Nick was saying, and 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 uh, a lot of the people who do it, they have that complete control. There's a percentage that goes to OnlyFans, correct? Right. Yes, there is. But for the most part, you're in control of everything. Right. The gotcha. content you put out, who you want to view your stuff, nice somewhat if they are trying to they want to pay, but. Nope, we're, we're, we're losing you a little bit. Awesome. Okay. See, if you stayed on a little bit longer, you could have got a better phone. Interesting. <laughs> um, all right, Courtney, thanks for the heads up. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right, to, we'll to do you. like foot fetish stuff would be yeah, especially if you're, you're a if, foot model and you're remaining anonymous. So, so that's the other thing. Now, she was talking about her friends that that yeah. uh, you know do the dom stuff and all that. It you if you're putting yourself out there. Um, there can be consequences to that in the real, in the outside, yes. the online world yes. of uh, of keeping another job and and so on. So you have to hope that this becomes a career for you in case you know mm-hmm. that that can uh, interfere with uh, with whatever you can do work wise in the real world because some people don't approve of that depending on their type of business right. they have. You know, so uh, you've seen things where teachers have gone on and done nothing, ex- nothing um, uh, that's explicit. Uh, explicit, but. Um, have lost their jobs because they're even flirting in that territory. Well, it's funny you should mention that because actually one of the people who was one of the people they highlighted when this first edict came down about uh, removing any yeah. really porn content from OnlyFans was actually a teacher, Preston. So, uh, and and she had set it up where where she was a teacher in that general area, those videos could not run or she no one could access the account right. from that area. Yeah. But outside that area, she could get business. All right, let me get some other calls. Uh, Jay is on the line. Hi, Jay. Good morning to you. Hey, man. How you doing? Good. What's up, buddy? So I had, I had my own OnlyFans during the whole COVID thing. And, you know, I made about three grand myself in the first, like, two months. Okay. And then my ex-girlfriend ended up contacting me, asked me if I could help her, you know, get her viewings up. Jay, real quick before we find out about her, what type of videos were you doing? Or, or pictures or whatever you may have put. The well, content. For, me, for me, I was doing, uh, in the beginning I did gra- uh, graffiti pictures and then, you know, I was getting a lot of requests for like off-shirt pictures with my artwork. So I started doing that and then I got, you know, requests for more. Okay. And, you know, that's how my viewings actually went up. And then her, when she asked me to join, she was full porn pretty much. Like all nudes, lingerie. All right. And she did like fetish requests and all that. Well, she asked me to come aboard. A month and a half of us doing videos together, we made together around $26,000 in a month and a half. A month and a half. And were you were you engaging in intercourse and things like that? Or were you just uh, uh, naked? Uh, both. Okay. So, uh, so Jay, what percentage um, of that ended up uh, with OnlyFans? So, the- OnlyFans, uh, for the way we did it, they got about, uh, what was it, about 7.5%. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- 
so you walked away with a with a decent chunk of cash. Any um, is this something you think you are going to pursue? Was it a was it a, a one off, or where do you stand with it now? Well, me personally, I'm done. Okay. Uh, my new my new girlfriend and my uh, job do not approve, so right. I I'm officially done. Uh, my my OnlyFans now it's just my artwork, you know, and it's it's nowhere where it was in the beginning. Right. But uh, hers, on the other hand, hers took off. Like she supports her account through like. Uh, TikTok, uh, Instagram, and all that, and that's how people know of her. That yeah, is that is exactly the mechanism. Way. You'll see it. So if you just go through the general feed on TikTok, so many of the 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 people that'll pop up um, are people who are trying to you know, see more yeah. on OnlyFans and on Instagram. Uh, hey, you like what you see? Yeah, you yeah. see more. Oh, Go yeah. over to OnlyFans. You know, yeah. this is just a tease. You know, so so some of the other social media is being used as a tease, as an advertising campaign. Even for LinkedIn, press For the real thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. Uh, which is I'll tell you what, though. You get some crazy requests. And you, you got some people that spend a lot of money. I mean, we had we had this one guy who gave us $500 for a video of me licking her feet. For five hundred bucks, the foot thing, you know, and, and I, just, yeah. I know somebody who was offered uh, to to make some money on um, OnlyFans with feet pictures, and she turned it down. And she's an attractive young person, but it, it would have been um, easy money, in my opinion. You have to, you have to say yeah. what's what, what is your thing? One of the callers that is no longer up there. A lot of people are are, are bailing, but uh, the, at least in the description, it said her friend. Made ninety six thousand dollars in one year simply cleaning the house in her underwear. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Oh, uh, yeah, I've heard of a couple of people that cleaning their house in like sexy stuff. Yeah, do that, Kath. No, you I, like, I, you I, like I wouldn't want anyway. to. I wouldn't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, it's easy money. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, have a good one, guys. Uh, hang on a second here. Let me go to let me go to Leon, uh, who oh. wants to comment. Hi, uh, Leon. Good morning to you. Hey guys, what's up, man? <laughs> hey, uh, so you know the whole OnlyFans thing. Um, I'm a married man. Uh, you know, my wife has an OnlyFans. She got laid off from work for a little bit last year, so she just did it. You know, kind of just as a gag to see how much she could okay. possibly make and yeah. everything like that. Um, we did not expect for her to blow up, and at first she was only doing like she was just doing pictures. Like right. she does, um. She's really good at makeup and stuff like that. So she does a lot of uh, like cosplay and stuff like that. Yeah, cosplay is huge. So, yeah, it, it, it was. And um, so she was getting requests from people like that. And, um, you know, she came to me. I knew she had it. But she eventually came to me and was like, hey, like, do you want to, you know, do a little bit more. So, for, so, so for you and her to do some some sexual stuff for your OnlyFans page, exactly. Okay. Um. So, but like after that, like you know, people people sent a request like, hey, like you know, I want to see Harley Quinn get nailed and stuff like that. Right. And um, like after that, like it blew up. So when like, you say, and, and if you uh, if you can give us an idea. How much did it blow up? How much money was coming in or is coming so, in? So when she when she was just doing like the pictures and stuff like that, um, she was she was making decent. I would say like uh, maybe like a thousand to like two thousand a month off of it, like that. That's good. But yeah, it was yeah it was nice, a little extra money and everything like that. But uh, since we started doing the videos and 
stuff like that, and it like I'm not trying to toot my own yeah. own horn, but it helps that like I am perfectly fine with what the good Lord provided me. Okay. okay. <laughs> So, um, so you're, you're, I like how you put that. Well Listen, I like your approach. Yeah, you, you've got it. You've got a major hog, is what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, it's it, you know, I'm I'm happy with it. Okay, but, uh, the good lord. So after that, and, you know, like you know, doing the videos and everything like that. She in her best month, which was, I want to say, in May, mm-hmm. we made. Fourteen grand. Wow, one more month. About fourteen, and like on average, between like then and now, like like in the past couple months, it's it's like right around like between like probably between like eight and ten grand. Okay, I mean that's as you point out, Preston. That's one hundred and twenty grand a year mm-hmm. uh, well, for that. So is that is that your net or your gross, Leon? Uh, uh, that is our gross. Okay. So like after the, like after everything, it's like it's probably just closer to like. Maybe between like five and eight, you I would gotta, say. You got to pay for those Harley Quinn costumes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, you like yeah. art? Like her? She took over my side of, of our walk-in closet <laughs> with her costume. Well, that's a yeah. business expense. You have to get a Panavision camera to capture that huge junkie. I full on. I will be full on uh, writing that off my taxes this year. All of this is going away now. No, 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 no. They reversed it, so they they announced that they were going to cancel all explicit material, and like three days later, they came back and said, about that. Never mind. We're reversing that. Okay. It's not going to happen. And Leon, that had to be good news for you, right? Oh, I, I mean, I'm, I don't mind. Like, I get laid as much as I want and everything <laughs> like that. And, um, you know, we still, like, she's 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 back to work. Um, she works in the medical field. Um, I've been, you know, I never lost, I work, uh, uh, I work for, um, like uh, for Beasley, like, yeah. <laughs> 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 the radio what office are you in? <laughs> I, I work. I work for like a like a landscaping company and stuff like that. All right. Um, and like we like I make like I make good money. Like when you know she's at work, she makes good. She's a, she's a registered nurse. So so you're 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 pulling in enough money with your regular. So is this is really fun money for you? Correct. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like it's nice. Like I got <laughs> like I bought a new car and uh. Um, we went to Hawaii uh, a couple months ago. Leon, so. do the guys you work with know what you do? Oh, hell yeah. I, I brag to them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I brag to them all the time. There you go. But, yeah. like, it also helps, like, 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 my wife is a smoke show. Like, yeah. it is. I am a, like, I'll say this. I am a very lucky man. Like, I don't have, like, I don't care what people, like, like, I mean, people in her family, like, found out one way or another, like, her mom, like her mom, and dad don't know. Like that would that would be a whole different conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but like there there have been people that have come up to us, like her cousins, stuff like that. Okay. Like hey, like and her girl cousins that are like around her age. Like we're up, like I'm thirty, she's uh twenty nine. Okay. Uh, but we have that's, Leon. That's, do the, did the family members ever comment on what the good Lord gave you? <laughs> What's that? Oh, I don't think they've ever seen. I don't think. Well, I hope they've never like. <laughs> Why don't we let Leon carve the turkey? That's like like some Alabama family reunion kind of stuff. But you you seem to have a really good, um, you know, take on this. And and so we were just curious because this OnlyFans has clearly appealed to people who prior to this probably wouldn't have even considered anything like this. But you're saying for you, it works at this level. 
<laughs> I mean, in all honesty, like, you know, if you have any, like, people out there, if you have any doubts, try it. Because we did not expect to, like, we just bought a house. Yeah. Like, we're, like, it, it's awesome. Like, our kids, <laughs> like, we have kids. Our kids, like, we're out of an apartment. Not, there's not, you know, six of us jammed in a three-bedroom apartment anymore. Mm. We have a four-bedroom house on two acres of land. Like, like people out there, like, give it a shot. You don't know what it could possibly turn into. Like, it could honestly change your life. Like, I got a car and a motorcycle <laughs> this year. Like, Hawaii, my wife, like, I got freaking... It's probably like Kathy's house or something like that. I got freaking like 14 Amazon packages. <laughs> there we go. And half, of them, half of them are new uh, new costumes. I'm like, hey, like, um, kids go to bed tonight. Uh, so who do you want to be tonight? Uh, Catwoman or Wonder Woman? You pick. Hey, let me ask you. Has anyone ever requested Harlan Sanders, Colonel Sanders? So are you dressing your kids in the same costume that you bang your wife in? <laughs> I mean... No, no, I know. There's, you uh, got, got to have a separation. Yeah, yeah. Like I, like I, like I thought, I'm, I'm straight Delco, born and raised. Yeah, that's, sounds like that's it. Like a whole, that's a whole different level of Delco, right? Now. <laughs> that's that's too much Delco. That's, that, like, that's when yeah. like people from Philly are like, oh, like, you're from Delco. Like, that's, that's kind of, there you go. But that's the kind of they're talking about. Just like, one quick question. Hey, like, didn't what? I see like your wife wear that costume that your wife yeah. that your daughter's wearing for Halloween this year? <laughs> You don't, you don't want that. Let me ask you this. Is one thing that in, in your in description up here on our screen, you talk about the fan connection aspect. Uh, how does that work? Uh, do you interact with the people who are the fans of your OnlyFans page? She does. Okay. Um, and, like, I don't get, like, they're, like, like I I don't read the stuff. Like, but, like, I am not a jealous person at all. Right. Um, me and my wife have a wonderful relationship. Good. Uh, like, we love each other, everything like that. So I, I am not. A jealous person, because like I said, like if anything happens, like I have a schlong. So <laughs> that, that's, that's right up there with Confucius. Whatever happens, I have a schlong. Know thyself. I don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. That should go on your grave. Should thine own schlong be true? Yeah, just put it up. When, when you pass away, whatever happens, I have a schlong. Should yeah. go right on your grave. Yeah. Don't even use a tombstone. Just use your member above the ground. <laughs> If her parents find out, it'll probably be relatively soon. So, right, but well, um, uh, yeah, it's um, it's you know, it's it's been nice. It's been fun. Like I'll like that's that's probably the best way to describe it. Like but, it's been it's been fun. But Leon, you guys are done with that, right? No, we're still doing it. Still, doing it? still no, doing, doing it. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Well, and, and, yeah, I want a boat. <laughs> he wants a boat. Hey, let me. Okay, let me ask you this, Leon. You, if 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 someone has an account, um, can they give a password to you know friends or or somebody who they want to share for free to go and check it out? Uh, that's more of a wife. That's more of a wife question. I just I just show up when she tells me. To. You just show up with your schlong. Yes, you're yeah. you're you're a, you're an actor for hire. I'm curious about that because we have several uh, people that we have known through the years that have these, and I'm curious: can they give us like a little, you know, yeah. admit not an administrator account, but a, but a, here here this is a link that will allow you to view what I do for free so, for so, a limited amount of time. So like I don't I don't think you can because so like when we when she first started like to build her fan base for like her first two or three months like it was free like she made it free. So all you needed was an account to log in. Right. And, like, you could just view her stuff. But, like, 
then she made it that you know it was like right now I think she charges fourteen. She's running a special. It's a special month. Yes. So uh, she's running it's a August. special. It's uh, I think it's like twenty percent off or something like that. So it's like fifteen dollars or something like that a month now. Okay. So is this um, part of the back to school savings? Yeah, I'm looking at well, yeah, well, basically, <laughs> but um, I'm looking at her account right now. So yeah, it's it's twenty percent off, fifteen dollars a month for right now. But um, like ever since she made it, like people have to pay to view her stuff. Um, I don't like I don't talk to the people that are her members, but I don't I don't know if they had to like subscribe. Oh, and by the way, or anything like Kathy that. was asking about engagement. Does she does she uh, engage with these people online and uh, kind of you know spur them along to to spend more money? Yeah, that's what I was. Ta- that's what I meant when um, okay. like. Uh, I uh, like you, I don't get jealous. You don't get jealous. Okay, you, you, you know that she's working the account that yeah, way yeah, to, yeah. To, to bring in more to m- more business. Obviously, exactly. it's working. You're currently doing it. Yeah. It sounds like it works for you. So that and that's kind of what we were interested in. How this is being incorporated into someone who's say like like not from the straight up from the porn industry, who's just a person who's maybe in your neighborhood is, who said, "Let me take a crack at this and uh, see how it works." And you're here to say for you and your wife, it's working very well. Yeah, I'm like if like if Steve was my age, like I I'm living a dream. I get to bang Wonder Woman, Bat Girl, Bat like Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like just like this is it's great. I I honestly I, I enjoy the hell out. You're living the dream, Leon. You're living <laughs> exactly. the dream. Hey, and by the way, if you find out that there is a a link. Uh, that that we can check and send that over to us. We want, we want, to, we want to see what's I going want to on see over here. Long. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll email it to you guys and I'll give you. A, I'll tell her to give you a nice discount on it. <laughs> Thank you. Whatever happens. Tell me, do you offer discounts? All right. Thank you, Leon. We'll All see right, you. guys. Have a nice flight. All right. <laughs> have a nice flight. I love it. Oh my god. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, some text coming in saying yes, you can give free trials and subscriptions to people. So I think mm. I think we're owed that. Yeah. Yeah. This is. I don't even know if this. This is accurate, but George here, Preston says that uh, somebody uh, uh, somebody subscribed to made four point two million a month. No, in a month? I don't know. What? I don't know. Maybe we don't have time to get yeah. into calls. I appreciate it, but uh, nonetheless, so OnlyFans had reversed their decision, which was made last week or this past weekend, that uh, they were going to be banning pornography and uh, no more. No, that's a good. <laughs> Bang away. Yes. My yeah. wife sends me a text. Tell this guy to save his money. Save, you know, that's my wife's on her. Yeah, stop, stop, her mind. stop buying motorcycles. Yeah, yeah, stop buying motorcycles and boats. Yeah. Invest wisely. Invest for one day. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. We need to take a break. So, uh, stay put. We'll be back at that one. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. The Beat Files, powered by PGW, improve the comfort of your home and lower energy bills with a PGW Energy Sense rebate. Up to $1,400 in savings with new home heating equipment. Learn more at PGWEnergySense.com. We will start with uh, we'll start with a couple of road rage or incidents that happen out on the road. A machete and gun were both drawn Thursday morning after a woman was struck and killed while riding a bicycle. Texas police say uh, the bicyclist died at the scene after being mm. struck by the vehicle. The driver of that vehicle, a father taking his kids to school, had a green light when he struck the 39-year-old woman who was riding a bike with her boyfriend. 
Police say the boyfriend then whipped out a machete on the driver before a witness with a concealed handgun permit pulled out a gun to defuse the situation. Gun beats machete. Yeah. uh, And the name of the woman killed has not been released. The driver is not expected to be charged in the incident. He had the right of way, and I guess somebody wasn't paying attention. So with your bikes down at the shore, do you have a machete basket? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I keep it. It's a small one. It's a little mini machete, but nonetheless, you got to be prepared. It's a machete. Authorities are looking, this is terrible, for the person who opened fire on an SUV on the freeway, killing the driver as he drove with his two boys who ended up having to take control of the vehicle. The victim and his two boys are only six and eight years old. Oh, my God. God. What? Were eastbound in the main lanes of the freeway when they heard a loud noise and watched their father slump over the steering wheel. Was he just randomly killed? I, there's no information on what happened. They're, they're looking for who the shooter was. But these two kids, these six and eight-year-old kids, their father gets yeah. shot right in front of them. They have to grab the wheel, and then they steer the SUV off of the main lanes about a mile and onto the feeder road where they came to a stop. They were uh, able to run for help once the vehicle stopped. Their father was only a 29-year-old man, died at the scene. It was just horrible. Thank God Um, the kids were that resourceful. Yeah, because, I mean, there was no description on the shooter or the vehicle, but the police said that if they hadn't done that, they could have been killed. Other people could have been killed on the highway as well. Just a horrible story. Maybe there'll be a follow-up to that uh, a little bit down the road. Uh, there's a television station, WSMV, in Nashville, and they report that a massage therapist accused of sex crimes against multiple women is now charged with impersonating the former news director of the station. Okay. Uh, Tarek Mentori is in jail after being arrested for sex crimes against women, but now Mentori is facing additional charges after he called WSMV and tried to pass himself off as the former news director, Mitch Jacob. Uh-huh. Tonight so, on the news, our continuing series on hand jobs. So the <laughs> station reports that in the midst of reporting the story, someone calling themselves Mitch called and emailed the company uh, that manages WSMV's website. And in the recordings, Mitch, quote-unquote Mitch, can be heard asking that pictures of Mentori himself... <laughs> Be taken down wow. uh, off the website. And an email also sent to the web company, someone using a Gmail account for a Mitch Jacobs, also required the photos be removed. So Jacob, the former news director who does not spell his NAS last name with an S, also Mitch wrongly identifies the call letters for WSMV. They apparently said, hey, it's Mitch again from WUSMV. Oh, so he added a whole this letter. This is so effed up. Uh, uh, said that uh, we, we had spoken about editing a thumbnail, and I just wanted one final request for a second article to help with. This is saying in a voicemail. At the time, the real Mitch Jacob wrote an email in response to the questions from the web company. I have never called someone to replace an image, he wrote. So the real Mitch Jacob, now news director at KNXV in Phoenix, said, I'm glad to see the justice system is taking this seriously and looking uh, into looking forward to seeing a resolution of the case. So uh, apparently this guy has been arrested on these new charges, and uh, he is in jail as we seek, uh, speak, and uh, his bond is being increased. Wow. It's completely effed up. Yeah. Police in New Jersey say it's nothing short of a miracle that no one was seriously hurt when a car went airborne and crashed into a Wendy's. Police said the driver of a Toyota Corolla left the roadway, struck a berm on the property of the Wendy's, and became airborne. 
The vehicle soared through the per- parking lot, striking an Audi that was waiting in the drive-thru lane. Both vehicles were pushed into the building and outside tables. The footage of this is pretty wild. Police say family dining outside was nearly struck. Police released surveillance video of the incident, and the force of the impact apparently shattered the restaurant's window, sending glass through uh, the inside of the Wendy's. Police say despite the fast food chain being crowded with customers and staff, no one inside Wendy's was injured. And the uh, fire department arrived to the scene to stabilize the Toyota before freeing the driver. And apparently he may have suffered a medical episode while behind the wheel. Yeah, it does happen. Sometimes, yeah, people have a heart attack or a stroke or something like that. Or just start jonesing for Wendy's. That too. I need need one of those. Drive off the overpass. Yeah. All right, then we'll do one more story and wrap. Let's go with uh, this one. Uh, a man who allegedly broke into the Maple- Redwood City Maple Street Correctional Center and was arrested by a correctional officer pleaded not guilty to do misdemeanors in court. By the way, the headline for this yeah. was, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> I got this from FARC.com, and it said, you're doing it wrong. The guy broke into the jail. Prosecutor said that Moises Donna Robles claimed to be getting away from a man with a gun and did not know he entered into a county jail, but admitted to being under the influence of meth and alcohol. I owe the bars here. A correctional officer saw Robles sitting in the lobby and thought he was an inmate before recognizing him as a trespasser in street clothes and stopped him. Uh, video surveillance showed that he climbed an exterior and interior fence, climbed up to a second floor patio, and went into the jail through the patio door, according to prosecutors. So you can't do that. No, it's you know? actually illegal. Yep. All right, and there you go. That is your bizarre file for today. We'll be back in a moment. Don't drunk text your ex. Text MMR instead at three nine three three three. Just don't ask us. Hey, you up? Cause nah, we're good. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on on the web, PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopinAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right. But Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled. Buy real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our guest is ready to go, and we're excited to have him on. It's been a while, uh, but he did spend... I remember last time he was here in our studio, his his conversation was so engaging, but if you guys recall, I had to pee really bad. Yes! yes. And he accommodated you. left the studio yeah. while the interview continued, <laughs> peed, and came back. It's the only time in our 25-plus year career... 
uh, well, 24 years, yeah, however yeah. long we've been together, that I've ever done anything like that. And, and he, he was, was very, he was very accommodating. He was a trooper. I think we did like two long segments with him, so yeah. it's it's awesome to have him back on. He's going to be at Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight, <laughs> tomorrow, and Saturday. Why? I think he, he went he off to pee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're watching the Zoom. He just walked. <laughs> in. He just got up and walked away. <laughs> Introduce him. He might still be. Ladies and gentlemen, TJ Miller. (laughs) (laughs) How you doing, man? Good, man. How are you guys doing? It's it's a shame I can't be uh, in studio, but uh, I'm here in my blurry home, which is really, really nice to be here. Everything's kind of opaque, and uh, every so often I wonder, is that my wife? Is that a chair? Right. We it looks cool. watching the zoom. Yeah. He's got a blurred background, and uh, yeah, so it's a big mystery as to what's behind him. I, TJ, I oh, think that's great. Well, wait. So this is just audio? No, no. we see the video. Well, no, we we, yeah. we can see you, but our yeah. audience uh, cannot right now. Now, when we we will post this later on, where people can see what's going on. But we're on the radio for the audience live right now. Well, this is fantastic, and I'm sure your listeners love to hear the particulars of how we're doing this. I'm bringing all that up and using the time wisely. No, it's so fun. You know, I haven't been to Philadelphia in, uh, well, I mean, two years. Yeah. Over two years. I mean, how long did you have to take? Were you able to finagle gigs throughout most of the pandemic, or did you have to kind of go into a general lockdown yourself? Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, because, well, first of all, just off of what I, what you said about being sort of in the club and right there, I had one of the great Saturday nights of my life because I'm always working. And here in uh, New York, I came back from where we were visiting my father-in-law. I drove all the way in three hours to get into the city to go um, to see. I saw Louis C.K., but it was at the Hulu Theater. So it was this gigantic theater, you know? Right. And it was just one of the great shows I've ever seen. He's so funny. What he's doing right now is just so... I mean, it, it's so funny that I want to, like, tell the bits to you guys. <laughs> I mean, just he was doing really interesting stuff about how we... During the pandemic, we got really good at counting deaths. Right. Figuring out how to describe deaths and that, uh, you know, this is like a September 11th every day. And then he went through and he said, well, World War II is this many <laughs> September 11th. Is this many September 11th. And then he says, but, you know, September 11th, that was really only one September 11th. Right. It, it wasn't that bad. Right. How many people died. So it's just, he's doing that level of stuff. But then, right afterwards, I was driving home, and I saw that Marlon Wayans was at Gotham Comedy Club. So I just had the car stop, and I went in there to watch his show, because I play that club. Um, and it was just such a different experience, because those are two titans of comedy. But in the club, it's just you're so much more present, and you're really moving around people to see what's he doing and what's, you know. So you're just so much more actively engaged, and that's why I love doing clubs, opposed to theaters. And you're right, Helium is one of the great clubs but that intimacy is a big part of why um you know i wasn't able to work for seven months i was yeah. employed seven months so and so so doing like the uh the parking lot stuff or the um you know the the sort of hacks you know like bert kreischer for example he came to town bert is so big on stage that he yeah. ro- he rocked that but it's it's not everybody's strength you know 
Well, I was I was performing in parking lots, but not comedy. <laughs> there, was a, there was a time, gentlemen, that I was doing things that I wasn't very proud of. Oh, sorry to hear that. <laughs> but, of course, I mean, I was doing that. I was a parking lot attendant for Burt Kreischer's oh. oh, I thought I saw you. <laughs> it, was, it was nothing very sexual, but I'd do a little extra if people gave me a 20. It was $15 to park, yeah. 20 if you wanted to see me move my stuff, you know, move. Move my fang. But I, I know I didn't do any of that stuff. I didn't do uh, any Zoom shows except for this one that's happening right now. But I just felt like this for stand up comedy just wasn't, right. it just wasn't really what I wanted to be doing. And it just didn't match. It was like people have seen me on screen in film and television. Yeah. And I think that's where they should remember me on screen, not, uh, you know, from my living room. And then those drive-in movie theaters, I mean, I am very big on stage. I've got, you know, I do some juggling stuff. Yeah. I do, you know, I improvise. But a lot of what makes my show great is that I'm improvising and riffing and working off the crowd. Right. And I can't do that if everybody's in their cars. I can't be like, <laughs> hey, Jesus Hawk, what are you hawking about? Where are you from? And like, right. Flash five times if you're in IT. Flash six times if you're in hospitality. Flash seven times if you're an accountant. And I flash seven times. I go, oh, look at this guy in account. That's why you're driving a. That's why you're driving a Prius. Those are over. Te- Tesla's where it's at now. That's not gonna work. Right, it's not. Right. Yeah, it's not gonna work. Yeah. And so um, I just felt it was better to kind of wait until I could return to actually. And I focused on my podcast, cashing in with T.J. Miller. Right. And I also, obviously, I have a hot sauce. It's available on, on my site. TJ Miller does not have a website.com. Dude, you have peanut butter. I've, I've heard of people yes. having hot sauces before. You have peanut butter. I just rolled out my new line of peanut butter. In fact, I have to go to the bathroom. I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah, go He's getting up to go get. I guess he keeps it in the bathroom. And I've just recently come around to like flavored peanut butters, ah. yeah. which are another level of awesome. And that's what TJ, I assume that's what he's going to get right now, but he's got some oh, that's different exactly right. flavored, <laughs> flavored <laughs> peanut butters. I, I actually, we don't, all my stuff is downstairs because um, I'm bringing it to Philadelphia, obviously, but I worked with these people. It's called Be Happy Peanut Butter. Oh, perfect. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's out of focus. It's Hold it back. There we go. Hold it back a little bit. There you go. There right you there. Go. Got it. Yep. And wow. so this is, it's gourmet peanut butter. So you eat it right out of there with a spoon. Wow. And mine is, I have three flavors. I have chocolate coconut, which is real coconut, dark chocolate, and oh, that's peanuts. Cool. That's cool. Then I have uh, cherry chocolate, which is dried cherries um, and uh, uh, dark chocolate and honey roasted peanuts. And then I have uh, toffee crispy, which is toffee, milk chocolate, and then rice krispies. And that's my crunchy peanut butter. Has dude, rice dude, did you are these? Did they present these to you, or did you come up with these flavors? Yeah. So what I do is I work with it's the same with the hot sauce. I work with the. These are family companies, family friends. Uh, the Scoville brothers are in Central Indiana, and they're friends. So we went back and forth and figured out. Okay, I like the Chipotle heat with a, but a little bit more heat, smoky but a little more heat. Okay, for the insane ghost pepper type, ass that has a lot of cuss words in that right, yeah. the label. But um, that one is, you know, I wanted something really, really hot but still with flavor. 
So we work on that stuff. And with the peanut butter, I just, I love toffee and I love their idea of Rice Krispie treats because they have, it's Be Happy Peanut Butter. So they have all their own kind of peanut butters as well. Um, but, and then the cherry chocolate, I just felt was like, uh, it's like, have you ever had that goober, the smuckers, the yes. gel on the peanut butter? Yep. Well, that's trash. Right? <laughs> that is garbage. That's wet, hot garbage compared to my cherry chocolate peanut butter. And, uh, and, and so it really does feel like it's the peanut butter and jelly. In the, but this is gourmet peanut butter. You eat it right out of the jar. I have yet to use it. On a sandwich because I'm done with the entire jar right. before I can figure out where the bread is. A couple of questions are flooding my mind. You said the Scoville brothers. Did you say that? Yes. Are these the creator of the Scoville scale that everyone uses to judge hotness of peppers? No, no, that's no, no, that's from um, uh, that was long before them. But that's kind of where they got their moniker. All they, right. They said, we love Scoville. And this is, you know, so they, they theirs is Scoville Brothers hot sauce. You gotcha. can find them online also. Um, but, you know, and the Weed family, which is the peanut butter, <laughs> the peanut butter family, their last name is Weed, which I think is perfect. You know? Okay. Yeah. yeah. be more perfect. And they're also based out of central Indiana. So these are both kind of mom and pop operations. The Be Happy people, they start, this was a class project for their kids to try and make peanut butter and sell it. And they said, well, why don't we sell this stuff? It's good. And now I think it's basically their full-time job. And then collaborating with me. So as you guys can see, I'm trying to get out of the comedy business. <laughs> no, listen. Distribution. Distribution of peanut butter, hot sauce, and foodstuffs. Right. Look Look at, like, George Clooney. His entire entertainment career was eclipsed by the booze, right? I mean, so if you get something like this, and by the way, the first peanut butter you mentioned sounds like a mounds bar. Uh, with the coconut and yes. dark chocolate. Would that be fair to say? And almond, yeah, so it'd be more like an almond joy. Like an like almond joy, yeah. Well, sometimes you feel like a nut and sometimes you don't. <laughs> that's right, yeah. That's right. you feel like you're going insane and you want to kill everybody around you, sometimes you want coconut. <laughs> exactly. You know? and, so, uh, and so that's... Uh, that's exactly right. I mean, it's a, it's not candy, but it's it's really a dessert peanut butter, and um, so where yeah, you, where do we get it? Where where, where can T- we get it? Yeah, it's on TJ well, Miller does not have a website dot com. Okay, but I mean, yes, is but also no stores at the shows at the shows. Okay, because and those shows are I think almost sold out. We have some tickets left for the late shows, but call right now to get your tickets. Tonight's <laughs> going to be a lot of fun. I mean, it's just um, it's I love that Thursday first show feel. But what I do is instead of selling T-shirts or something like that uh, after shows, I sell the peanut butter and the hot sauce. And um, so you can come and get your peanut butter. I'll autograph it so it's worth less. <laughs> and, then, uh, and, you know, you can get some peanut butter and hot sauce afterwards, say hello, um, which is always great for me, too. I love sort of being able to interact with the audience after the show and hear what they said. You know, people tell me, oh, I love doing this, I love doing that. And I say, I don't care about that anymore. <laughs> I want you to try the peanut butter, try the hot sauce. Right. I want to be known as the guy, it's like George Clooney. I don't want to be known as, the, you know, the guy that's from film and television and Ehrlich Bachman and Weasel and the guy Clay from Office Christmas Party. I don't want to, I want people to say, I know his peanut butter and his hot sauce and, you know, his pickles, because I'm coming out with a line of pickles. Oh, yeah. I, I want to know, you know, but didn't he used to be on television or something? Gotcha. Wasn't he? 
Uh, who cares? I don't yeah. know. I, I mean, that's, that makes sense to me. Again, Francis Ford Coppola, right? The, the great Godfather director. His wine has far eclipsed all the money he ever made from any of the movies. Mm-hmm. So that's clearly... People don't know about this. Yes. Yeah, an entertainment career is just a jumping off point. <laughs> okay. To sell food and beverage. To your peanut that's butter and pickles. I mean, I wish I was kidding. But, yeah. You know, Ryan Reynolds is hawking Aviation Gym, his little... Uh, but buddy, uh, Hugh, Jack, Jack Human, you Jack, Jack Human, Jack Human, Jack Human is the best porn name of all time. Jack Human, yeah. he doesn't, doesn't jokingly use that as his porn pornographic name. That is so good, Jack Human. So, so with the gin, and obviously you know, he's he's hawking coffee. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you're, it's just that's what we all want. That's what we all want to do. We just want to transition from acting and producing and writing and directing. Yes, I have a, a series that I wrote about the pandemic called The Loneliest Megaplex, where uh, it's, it's when people got uh, movie theaters open back up and nobody was seeing movies. Right. So my character, that's me. I get hired back, but I'm the only person they hire. <laughs> so it's just me at this 30 screen megaplex. Yes, that's funny. Yes, I have this podcast, Cashing In with T.J. Miller, which is great. The host, Cash Levy, a great friend of mine. It's an interview show. He's had trouble getting guests. Right. So I've been the only guest on the show for 237 episodes. Uh, yes, those are great things. But I want people to get into the peanut butter and wash it down with the hot sauce. That's the point. That's what we're all here to do. You know, it's funny with even though you've been away from us, we haven't seen you in a while. I feel like I constantly see you because the Deadpool movies run constantly, and the they run constantly. yeah, yeah. I mean, all the time, and the the especially the the second uh, Deadpool two. Uh, your your exchange with Cable when you're being held prisoner, I think, is hilarious. And I want to know, and it, it was clearly you're doing a ton of improv. And how long did that scene take to get it the way everyone wanted it? Um, you know, it's some of these scenes. That scene specifically, if I remember, was. Um, some of these scenes take a while, but some of them we just get the writing as is, which is really good. Those two writers are amazing. And then we, um, you know, then I improvise. Right. And Josh Brolin isn't really like, he's not an improviser. He's a, you know, <laughs> mean potatoes actor. He's great. He can do anything. I mean, anything. But he kind of does the lines and gets them. He wants to get them exactly right. And then I, of course, just do the lines, and then I'm, I'll improvise. Everybody, even Michael Bay, always says you're you're really good in your first takes, and then it gets weaker and weaker. <laughs> 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 I should be doing one take instead of yelling at me for five takes. Right. And um, but yeah, that one we improvise. We we got it, and then we improvised afterwards. And they didn't use the thing that I thought was the funniest. It's all a funny scene. But one of the takes at the end, I say, now go, Cable, kill Deadpool. <laughs> and that was just such a funny idea. That, I, that you completely <laughs> turn on him. <laughs> at the end of this torture scene, quote, unquote, I'm sort of saying, you know, go get him, kill him. You know, kind of because he put me through this predicament. But that just perfectly personified their friendship, uh, I think, perfectly. But, yeah, that's such a funny one. But all of it is improvised. I mean... I, I often mention to Kate that whenever we're out and somebody sort of says a line or quotes a line, 
they're almost always ones that I improvise. And I think that's just because they're the most me. Right. You know, that's me. That, that's me doing comedy with nobody else besides having given me a character. You know, all the stuff from Silicon Valley, all that stuff. So, um, and even, you know, I have parents who I just did a, a voicemail. These parents came and said, well, we love you from your movies, you know, that are appropriate for us, but our kids love Big Hero 6. Would you um, do that song, Fred's Angels? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God, I yep. love that. And I said, I said, remember, I wrote it. I improvised that song just on the spot, and then they used it. Um, and... Uh, and so that's just amazing to me because I get I get to have people say, well, I really like your, you know, I, I really like this particular line or this makes me laugh. For she's out of my league, they'll go, who brought the good news bear? Somebody bring her some, some honey. Right. And, right. yeah, I, I just made that up. And that's in my great. mind when I said it, I'm never, none of these things when you say these lines are you thinking, I'll be hearing about this for 10 years. Right. You know? But it, it's, it's, it's so pure. Case, yeah, and in that case, it was just me being silly. Yeah. I mean, who brought the good news beer? Somebody give her some honey. It doesn't make any sense at all. Right. And But that's what people, yeah, people love that, and I do too. It's just, it's a great part of it, and it's my sense of humor, and I, you know, I'm glad that people appreciate it. I mean, obviously you get hired because of that capability and, and, and what you do, but have you ever been with a director who was staunchly, the words as they are and wasn't having any of your improvisational capabilities? Not really, because if you hire me, you yeah. know that that's what you're getting. Right. But um, on Silicon Valley, there were two guys. One is Mike Judge, mm -hmm. who's a genius. Yep. And so funny and so easy to work with. And the other guy was this guy who wrote for Kirby Enthusiasm and for... Uh, Seinfeld a little bit, but mostly Kirby Enthusiasm. And he is such a funny guy. Um, and he is an excellent writer. And he was the showrunner. And he just would be such a dick about <laughs> only doing his stuff. Really? And I just never understood it. I was always like, well, you're the one making the edit. Right. So why don't you just let me do my thing, and then you cannot use it. Exactly. At least you have an option, certainly because with a little perspective, you might say, you know what, TJ is saying, but I don't care. It's, yeah. That's the thing that's so confusing to me. It's not about me getting the most lines in or any of that stuff. Mark Wahlberg said a really funny thing because he thinks about how much is he on camera, how many close-ups does he have. He's doing the math on all that, <laughs> which is really brilliant. Right. right now. Um, but I don't care how much. All I care about is that it's funny. And people like it, and it makes people happy, and they forget about the tragedy that permeates our everyday life, especially during the pandemic. So that's all I care about. But he was really dead set on just do it as written, and we'll do one more as written. He just wanted to get it like that. And I would say, look, I did it as you wrote it, and we got it, and it's great. So let's try something else. And I think it was because he was scared that I would do something that was funnier than what he wrote. And when they got into the editing oh. room, he would be uh, overruled, right? Because oh. it's not just him, especially if he's not directing. Yeah. Which wasn't. You directed some of the series. But, and that was very, those are the difficult episodes to do. But, they, you know, they had these guest directors and then Mike Judge directed. And that's sort of 
I think well, that's what it was. You know, if, if you, I did something really funny, people would go, "Now let's use his take." It's interesting because we're we're friends with Adam McKay, and Adam McKay. Oh you, yeah. Yeah. If so, if you see. You know, when his process, um, each of his movies, and like when you have people like Will Ferrell, they go line after line after improv, and they keep a scene going, and on and on and on. Judd Apatow does Judd the same Apatow does thing, the yeah. same thing. Mm-hmm. So much so with with uh, with the uh, the like the second Anchorman movie, they released a second version of the movie with all alternate lines. You know, so I love I love that second. I love, I mean, Anchorman 2, I was, uh, I was crying laughing. That's one of those movies that is just the funniest thing. I have, to, I haven't showed that to my father-in-law who we've been showing him all the funniest movies. Right. And, uh, we just showed him the big Lebowski. Oh, oh wow. Man. What was the reaction? Uh, what's that? What was the reaction? How, how did he like it? I've got a joke about him in my act because the night before that we showed him Ruthless People and we do need to show him Anchorman. He just reminded me we want to show him Raising Arizona. Mm. But um, he, I have a joke about him because when he laughs really hard, he, uh, he'll cuss at the end. So <laughs> he'll go, ha, 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 God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, you know, it's all levels. It's all levels of uh, funniness. Right. So right. it's not really, really funny, but it's funny. I'll go, oh, oh no. Oh, my. But if it's really funny, he'll be like, oh, oh mother. You get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's yeah, a wild that's reaction. Really fun. Yeah. That's really, really fun. But we got to show him Anchorman because you're right. I mean, they did. And that's another thing is whenever I always hope that there's a blooper reel because then you'll see. So many of the things that I did that people don't, you know. Well, yeah, I wanted to ask you, too, because actually Nick on the show, Nick just had a um, a situation where, uh, Nick, describe what happened to you. Uh, briefly speaking, TJ, I was hiking out west. I fell off the side of a mountain. Uh, I have a pretty se- severe, uh, serious concussion. Uh, so, oh, my okay. God. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to... Is that gonna... why you're dressed like that? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I mean, I could use that as an excuse. Um, are, you, are you wearing a lanyard that says where you're supposed to be throughout the day? Yeah. Schedule. But my eyesight's messed up. My brain's pretty messed up. And I know you've been through some similar stuff. Yes. So what, what, um, what's, what's your status? Because I know... I mean, you went through some real serious stuff, and 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 the funny thing is, or not, or at least the the serious aspect that people have a hard time embracing because it's not something where you're putting a a cast on it or there's a visible band aid. You know, people don't know how to process it, and I know that you've had to deal with people, you know, not grasping what you were going through. Correct? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that, and I didn't mean to, you know, make light of yeah. the concussion. But that's kind of the only thing that you can do with it. And what I've really recently come to understand, and I just kind of, putting a Band-Aid on it, it's an interesting way of putting it because I just sort of disregard it. I take medication morning and evening, a lot of medication. It's all anti-seizure medication. But what it really is, is to stop me from getting a seizure, a stroke, or an aneurysm. Those are kind of the three things that I'm really, really worried about. And I took this medication called Keppra. And what I just doing is I just said, oh, you know, I have this condition from them removing, uh, it's called an AVM. It's a malformation of my brain. They took out a golf ball size of my frontal lobe, my right frontal lobe. And 
I sort of, I sort of always just saw that as, um, you know, okay, I had this brain surgery. But what I've come to understand in the last, you know, two or three years is that I am brain damaged. Right. And that kind of wasn't something that I wanted to um, really associate with my identity because I'm, uh, I function, well, I wouldn't say perfectly, (laughs) but I thought, I function, you know, like other people. And so on the surface, you don't know that I'm brain damaged. It's just I act very erratically sometimes. I'm prone to manic episodes. So that medication also helps me not become manic. But my thinking happens really, really fast. It helps me on stage. But then in the past, I've kind of self-medicated and tried to slow things down with alcohol or nitrous oxide. I also have taken mood stabilizers. What I found out just recently is that the medication that was on Keppra, for 10 years I was on this medication, and I just switched to another medication, you know, like yeah. six months or so ago. And when I switched, my neurologist, who's a very funny guy, you know, he's very um, sort of, he speaks as a person who would be interested in the brain and isn't a real cut-up at parties. <laughs> I'm not much of a cut-up, I'm more of a square. His name's Colin Stokel, he's so funny. I put him in my HBO special. But he sort of said, well, you know, Kate said, well, the, the medication that used to be on Keppra, were there any side effects to that? Because there was no alternative. Right. And he goes, um, yes, um, irritability, mood stability, uh, impulse control problems. So, yes, quite a few. And Kate's going, well, what the? I mean, <laughs> we could have used that information. information. That's the whole problem with my husband. Yes. He, he can't control impulses. He's absolutely, his mood can be all over the place sometimes. So we thought that was kind of funny because he didn't tell us that because there's no alternative. There's right. no oh other there's no other seizure medication for something as, as um, highly dangerous as my condition. But now this new medication I'm on called Vimpat, um, first of all, it's hilariously expensive. It's like it's a new drug, so it costs like $3,000 a month. Jeez. Oh, but the, so the insurance covers that, which is still a $200 copay yeah. or something. Yeah. But, you know, I'm sure my insurance agency is like, really? Did you have to? <laughs> I mean, come on! Yeah. <laughs> it's, there's $40,000 a year just to keep you alive. But I'm like, well, have you, you know? Have you seen the Emoji Movie? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's worth it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And with this, this new medication, it's fascinating. I don't have that. I, I well, that's great. If I had an impulse, if I had an impulse to do anything, but if I had an impulse to, like, I would just walk by, like, a food cart in New York City because we live in Manhattan, and I would say, I'd like some... Uh, halal food and then i would just order it i wouldn't be like i'm having dinner in like an hour you know right. it, just, it was i did not operate by like that and the mood stability i would i go to these manic places and i've gotten in a lot of trouble during manic episodes well it's 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 important to hear to hear that and and to know because it is it is something that people have become have become more acutely aware of of these things that really are every bit as substantive but seem more ephemeral to people or more intangible because it's in the brain. You can't see a physical sign of it. And so to yeah, hear that you're, make, you're having success with this is really encouraging. Well, I love that you're saying that because there is, a, you know, mental health. And also just, you know, I don't know if you've seen uh, The Weight of Gold, but it's an HBO documentary where they talk about Olympians and the depression that comes after mm-hmm. having this 
I've worked my whole life and it's over in yeah. a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Was, that's it. And so people are becoming more aware of that. The idea of sort of being brain damaged and exactly what you said, people don't see me and look at me and say, well, he's brain damaged. Yeah. They look at me and they say, well, he's a loose cannon. What a jerk. You know, he acts crazy. He'll fly off the handle. He does a, you know, he did a really, um, you know, lunatic level interview with the Hollywood reporter or he, you know, he, he won't sleep for days, right. so he must be a drug addict or something like that. And they're not kind of taking into account, well, no, he's brain damaged. And so that affects his mood and his mental health and his state of mind and where he is. And it would be a reason that he's trying to slow things down. And maybe, you know, so instead of kind of going, well, he's just a drunk, you know, yeah, uh, they're not thinking, well, you know, maybe he's, he's looking for a, a medication. His medication isn't working for him. Or he's looking for some way to slow down the manic speed of his thinking. So I really appreciate you saying that because it's I'm I'm realizing now that this is just the beginning of me trying to help the public understand and to help Hollywood understand that this has been a lifelong situation because I was born with this thing. Right. And it was only removed in 2010, right after I was filming Yogi Bear 3D. Coincidence? Right. <laughs> well, I think not. It's the best when you get when you get a, a new medication that seems to be doing the trick, which is awesome, dude. Unfortunately, we got a wrap. Uh, we're so stoked that. What you're do you back. mean? Unfortunately, <laughs> I have been wanting to go to the bathroom. <laughs> it seems like it's been two and a half hours. Guys, this is great. Wait, I'm starting to feel it. it's dribbling now. But uh, no, let's talk about helium. Yes, tonight and tomorrow and Saturday as well. And you're selling some of the tickets. You're <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> Get some tickets to the late show, heliumcomedy.com. We love you, TJ right, Miller. Right. Thanks for I'll coming. See you in All right. Hey, hello. Before I go, I want to tell you guys on one of the shows, I'm not going to say which one, I'm going to eat two Philadelphia cheesesteaks. In under a minute, where do you guys re- uh, recommend I get the cheesesteaks from? Come on. We got Pat's and Gino's. They're right next to each other. I like yeah. Jim's. Yeah. That's tourist. That's tourist trash. Donkeys. Right, I'm going in my pants. All right. See you later. <laughs> TJ Miller. Logged off, so he's gone. Uh, we do have to take a break, and we'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Rolling Stone, for the first time in 17 years? It's 17, I believe. That they have redone their top 500 greatest songs of all time list. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah, it is. The the list they came up with in 2004 was one of the most widely read stories in their history. Uh, but they says they said in this article, a lot has changed since 2004. Back then, the iPod was relatively new, and Billie Eilish was only three years old. So we decided <laughs> to give the list a total reboot to create the new version of the Rolling Stone 500. Uh, we convened a poll of more than 250 artists, musicians, and producers. Uh, and then they just uh, name check a few people. It's it's all over uh, the place as far as who they uh, asked to get in. They also got figures from the music industry and leading critics and journalists. Uh, what they did is they had each of them sent in a ranked list of their own top 50 songs. And they tabulated the results. Nearly 4,000 songs received votes. Where the 2004 version of the list was dominated by early rock and soul, the new edition contains more hip-hop, modern country, indie rock, Latin pop, reggae, and R&B. And more than half of the songs, 254 in all, were not present on the old list. So it's well, That's substantial. Really, that's yeah, very substantial. Yeah, that's almost half. Or, yeah, that's more than half the list. So, um, 
the, a third of the top 100 are new songs. They're and it's part of the deal. It's the love hate relationship with these lists. Uh, again, don't get pissed off. Don't get mad. No, like, it's, it's you. It's everyone's choice. Yeah, and just like the songs that you like, and yeah. if it's not on the list, that's okay. And just it doesn't let, mean anything. Right. Polka, though, right? But I am very, very curious, Preston. I just want to see what the number one song is. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start at the top. Start at the top because we'll never. Um, <laughs> We'll never get through all of these. You're the top 400. I had Connor uh, snag uh, the top 50 for me. So number one is Aretha Franklin's Respect. Okay, I'm okay with that. That's a great song. It's a great, I'm Um, not okay with it being number one. What I didn't know is it was originally done by Otis Redding. He wrote it. Yes, he did. I didn't know he had recorded it and done it before Aretha, and I haven't heard that version. Uh, But hers is just phenomenal. You know, okay, so here's an embarrassing, well, not really embarrassing, but... You would be surprised to hear me. So I also have a playlist that is essentially it's tearjerkers. I call it water rice. Right. Yeah. Songs that will make me get get misty. Mm-hmm. Um, and believe it or not, respect is on that. No, natural woman. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Her vocal performance is just so right. Mm, yeah, it's so it's, what it, it is. It's so like someone at the height only of only one can do that. Yeah, you're right. God giving gift, Preston, that that is being Oof. used by a master. Um, when I listen to that, I tuck my genitals back and cross my legs. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I want to feel like that's that what I feel like yeah. right. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, all right. Number one is is respect from Aretha Franklin. I'm all right with that too. It's just when you hear that song, you sing along to I, it again. Great. Yeah, I wouldn't put it at number one, but I'm not mad at it being there. Well, all right, so this song's not even in the top ten as far as I can see, but uh, I, would, style? I would be, no, I would be okay if this was number one. Sweet Caroline. Okay. Sweet Caroline is one of those songs that just everybody knows, everybody, not, you know, well, not every, but I'm a just going to say, love it. a lot of people know it, a lot of people love it. When it is played, people sing along with it, no matter where. I don't know. Um, they flew over a, a remote Amazonian tribe and played it, and every and all down there for the helicopter, and they all went, dan, dan, dan. I saw that. So good. This so is, really a, good. This is so a group good. of people who have been separated from yeah. civilization forever. Right. Yeah. They thought the helicopter was a god. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, let me move on. Uh, number two is Public Enemy, Fight the Power. Nope. Um, good yeah. song. Good song. I you just said let the list be the list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, it is, and, and it's been used, I think, to, it was obviously used phenomenally well and do the right thing. And it is a powerful song. It is. It has a great statement. Its execution is solid. Yeah. Uh, but, um, no. I, 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 yeah. Again. I'm not mad. I'm not I'm mad. mad there. It's a good song. I just wouldn't put it number two. I don't hate the song. Uh, you, you know These what I mean? Are, this but is just what this is what the governing body. The governing body. They they you. I don't know how with. they got there with that one though. How about this, guys? And put it in this perspective. If the beginning of "Do the Right Thing" began with "Sweet Caroline," <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> number three is Sam Cooke. A change is going to come. It's a great song. That is a great song. I can th- that can sit there. Okay. <laughs> Steve's seal of approval. Yeah. Uh, number four is Bob Dylan, like a Rolling Stone. I have I have Bob Dylan songs that I think supersede like a Rolling Stone. By the way, that was number one uh, in the last time they did this list in two thousand. What? That was the number one song. Wow. Yeah. Bob Dil- uh, Bob Dylan has always been a darling of singers and songwriters, oh, yes. and uh, especially Rolling Stone. But this is the people that the, the you know two hundred fifty people over two hundred fifty people that that came up with their personal. Top fifty. This is what it came out to. Do you know what I'd put uh, a Dylan, another Dylan song that I think could could be ahead of that would be Shelter from the Storm or Lay Lady Lay. Mm-hmm. Tangled uh, up in blue. Tangled up in blue. Yeah. Uh, number five is Nirvana. Smells like Teen Spirit. 
Um, that was obviously a groundbreaking strong song. A huge shift in music at that time. Casey, do me a favor before we get this. We have a, an isolated vocal oh, version yeah, yeah, of this song. Um, so, yeah, Nirvana, I expected Smells Like Teen Spirit to be near the top. Do you think that is not your favorite Nirvana song? No, Breed is my Breed, favorite Nirvana yes. song. But that's not, you know, uh, it's a little edgier. And uh, uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit was so catchy. Uh, that was the thing. Is it catchy um, in a different way than what, that what preceded it? And that's why it was so groundbreaking because it, it became a hit with different chord progression, with different chords. Uh, you know, it was a newer sound, but I, I don't, I don't know why it's so groundbreaking. You're talking about smells like Teen Spirit, exactly. It, because it, it is also chord-wise, Preston. I think you'll back this up. It is a riff on the Banana Splits theme. <laughs> la 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 la. Right. La. La 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 la. Actually, that's a, a Bob. D- There's a Bob Dylan song that's uh, banana splits. Yeah 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 Number six on this list is Marvin Gaye. What's going on? Now that yes, I, that should be in any top ten. This is the one I wanted Casey to grab. Do you remember when we played this isolated vocals? It's unbelievable. This is mother, mother. There's too many of you crying Brother, brother, brother There's far too many of you dying One of the greatest singers ever, man You know we've got to find a way To bring some love here today I think if you're going to look for any a comparable vocal, you'd have to go to Kathy's Little Mermaid session. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so Marvin Gaye's What's Going On was number six. Number seven, The Beatles, Strawberry Fields Forever. Would now, you we- pick that as the highest ranking? Because right now you're saying that's the highest ranking Beatles uh, song on that list. No, I'd put Hey Jude up there probably. I'd put Hey Jude. I'd put, I'd put In My Life. Yeah, that, yeah. that's uh, one of the masterpieces as well. Uh, but this is what they voted on, so... Um, it's a great song. It's great, and it's an engineering masterpiece. Yes. I mean, it was... Uh, the, the way they, they... If you've ever seen... Uh, documentaries on how they pieced this song together. It's it's pretty so, incredible. So George Martin was a genius. Yeah, it, it's like building a computer out of uh, of uh, sticks and cardboard. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right, uh, number eight, Missy Elliott. Get your freak on. I like Missy Elliott. I just don't know much of her material. I I, I know songs when I hear it, and I know that it's her. But I was not enough of a fan to know the hits and all the tunes. But yeah. uh, something about her, I like. I like her. It's fun. Yeah. Again, do I think it's um. Uh, okay, yeah. Let us, uh, I you know. can keep I it there. The I don't even you know. contact Rolling Stone and let them know they can keep it there. Okay, okay so you, do you guys know this song? Because yeah. I don't even like. I'm singing. Uh, get your freak on. Get your freak. Is that? Am I yeah. singing that to a different song? No, no, that's Missy Elliott. It is? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it was a hit. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, look, is it a top ten greatest song of all time? I, 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 in my list? No. No. It's not my not list. Not on your list, yeah. No, it's the list of these um, five. Uh, how many people? How many is people? it over 250? <laughs> that's, oh, that's half of 500. Yes. This I, is their list. And I, and I hate it because we have done on, like, social media, hey, th- yes. this is my top five movies of all time. And then I put, you know, and then somebody's like, no. 
Uh, number three should be this. It's like, well, that's your list. This is my list. This is their list. I right. understand. Yeah. They, they're, they're entitled to their list. Yeah. Uh, number nine on this list is Fleetwood Mac Dreams. Mm. Great song. Uh, Excellent now, song. if you were going to go with a Fleetwood Mac song to sit this high on the list, what would you go with? Uh, probably The Chain. Yeah. yeah. Great song. Um, Though I love uh, Landslide. Yeah, Landslide's yeah. a masterpiece, yeah. man. So they're all great. My so. favorite is Rhiannon. Rhiannon is great. great. God damn it, it's just a great band. God damn it. All right, let, let's move on. Number 10 is uh, number ten is Outcast with Hey Ya. Oh, my gosh. All right. Remember oh. I hated that song? You did? Yeah. I, I, I loved it from the moment I heard too. it. Maybe the first 9,000 times. <laughs> it got beat down it pretty bad. It got so beat down. Yeah. And I, I still really can't listen to it today. Oh, wow. Hey, to me, it, 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 you want to talk about a feel-good song? That uh, will never lose its charm. Uh, that's this song. Yep. Like, um, Case, what was the one you mentioned earlier that you thought should, um, was the helicopter flying over the... <laughs> Sweet Caroline. Sweet Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> like, that same thing. I've heard that gazillions yeah. of times. The thrill is gone. But, no, no, no. But nope. for that one, like, yes, if a helicopter's flying over it, I'm, I'm going to also sing along to that. This okay. one, I have a different feeling. It's okay. just, I, I, I have to not hear it for, like, 30 years, and then maybe... <laughs> All right. Uh, if you're just tuning in, Rolling, Rolling Stones top 500 greatest songs of all time. Yes. Chuck is so mad right now. He's texting me. He goes, "If Imagine's not number one on the list," he goes, "Then then the the, the list is crap." And then he goes, "Yeah, Hey Ya is better than Imagine." Right. All right. So listen, this is you know this is a, a, a large group of people that voted. And, right. And that's, right. That's how this comes out. Number eleven is uh, the Beach Boys. God only knows. Love. It. Uh, yes. Okay. That, uh, and if people, uh, you know what. I think a lot of people, without doing the research, will be dismissive of the Beach Boys. When you're talking the Beach Boys, you're really talking Brian Wilson. Right? I think we have the lyrics only, or the vocals only of we, that we as do. well. We and do. Steve, that is a perfect example of when you talk about Brian Wilson and uh, the converse to what Mike Love was doing with hits and pop and yes. upbeat stuff and surfing USA and whatever. And then you get to Pet Sounds, which was mostly Brian Wilson, and it's deeper and it's more emotional. It's and, great. And, but it, and it's artier. But it wasn't they; those weren't hits. No, you know they you weren't nearly as big. But I do, I do have to defend the rest of the the. I know everybody says you know the Brian Wilson was the genius because he was and he yeah. wrote the songs. But without the harmonies, without without the without that uh, texture of those voices, they wouldn't. There's no exactly way they would have right. been the same. You're exactly right, and, and he knew that too. Yes. Yeah. Um, number twelve on this list is Superstition from Stevie Wonder. It's right. hard to argue with That's that song. A great yeah. song, but, but there are other Stevie Wonder songs I like a little bit better than that. Really? But, uh, yeah. Uh, superstition, yeah, that's not my all-time favorite. What's your favorite Stevie Wonder song, if I could even throw that at you? Man, oh, man. You know what always gets me every time? What? Isn't She Lovely? It's it's a beautiful song. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, and that one, I think of my daughter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, get, I get all choked up when I think about that. Uh, but I, I also love uh, Boogie on Reggae Woman. Yeah. It's just a fun song. Yeah. Um, man, what else is there? There's so many good things. Oh, I wish. Casey, you just pulled that one up. That's... This is a great song, man. It's such a great band. He's a genius, too. Uh, so anyhow, that's number 12. Uh, number 13, Rolling Stones, Gimme Shelter. Wow, what a great song. It's a great song. Uh, I'm going to have to zip through these quicker. Right. I'm sorry. Uh, number 14, The Kinks, Waterloo Sunset. What? Yeah. Uh, hang on. What, what, how, it is a good song. I don't really... I'd have to hear it. Yeah, uh, I'm going to play it for you. Waterloo. It's a no, that's oh, Abba. Oh, that's Abba. I'm sorry. 
band that I probably need to take a deeper dive with because they're great. There are songs I know who cares. The song that they play in Endgame when they're going to see uh, Thor. Yeah. That's the King song. Yeah. This is a great song. I don't know the song. that stereo separation. I love that they do that. I do too. All right. Uh, then you have another Beatles song at uh, number 15, which is I Want to Hold Your Hand. Uh, the song that broke them in America. Yeah. Uh, is it my favorite Beatles song? Uh, I guess they're, they're, they're figuring the weight of it because it is that introductory song, as you're saying. Um, It's just, for yeah. whatever reason, they're in, on their top 50 list. And that's how they uh, got these together. And I was reading a little bit about it, and uh, Nick Murphy took a dive. He was taking a um, driving trip, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to take a dive on the Beatles. I'm going to start from the beginning. And he started listening to the first couple of albums, and I, I don't think that was the right way to do it. Because no. it's all, I love you, I want to hold your hand, she loves you, you know, all this stuff. It's all uh, lovey-dovey and stuff. But Paul, in that uh, in that 321 uh, documentary, was like, Dude, we were just writing songs. We were putting a lot of deep meaning into them. And a crap we load. Just, we were just cranking yes. out songs. Yeah. And we were, and also, at the time, we were writing to the girls. Uh, you know, uh, you're the a guy girls. in a band. You want to get girls. You want to get laid. But it was after that. It was once they got to, like, Rubber Soul and stuff like that. They were like, okay, we can do a little bit more with, with our ability. We wanted to have women touch our babies. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, number 16 is uh, Beyonce, Crazy in Love. It's a good song. I don't know my Beyonce, so you, I You apologize. do know this song. Do you have a case? Yeah, we'll find it. We don't have enough time. I have the lyrics on my t-shirt. Right. 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 Unless, Case, you want to keep going until our interview. We can go, keep going until our interview. Should okay. we keep going until our interview? We're going to keep going until our interview. Blanket statement, Beyonce's overrated. Um, uh, by the way, Nick, a lot of people who are music critics and aficionados... Uh, would echo that she's so enormously talented. Uh, she is. I, I've yep. seen her perform, and uh, and but man, people idolize her, and uh, what she has brought to the table is not revolutionary. I think she's been bestowed a Diana Ross status. Yeah. That, oh, that uh, again, you know what I say? Massively talented. Get out of here with you. Get out of here, yeah. you creep. Yeah. They, so you you have the you beehive. Crumb bum. There's a woman, uh, an overweight woman in uh, Scotland who sits. She's part of the beehive, and she posts all these these photos. <laughs> On a Facebook page. I'm uh, a big fat lady in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> but she's got these, she is like an internet, I don't want to call her a sensation, but. What does she do? Pretty, pretty. She just posts these photos of her like giving the double middle fingers to her neighbors because she sits in a lawn chair drinking giant beers, blasting Beyonce. Well, she's kind of like a neighborhood <laughs> yeah. menace. Yeah. Good. She sounds great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I think the town should get together and murder her. <laughs> so that's at number 16. All right. Number 17, Trolling Stones updated top 500 songs, greatest songs of all time, which hasn't been updated for 17 years. Uh, number 17, Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. And that could be further up on the list, in my personal opinion. I agree. Especially with its resurgence <clears throat> and its lasting power. Mm -hmm. yeah. And when, it, when a song on more than one occasion jumps back up into popularity... That's pretty impressive. And it has. Mm -hmm. It I, jumped back up from Wayne's World. It jumped back mm -hmm. up from the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. I could put that number one and be happy with that. Yeah. Yep. I could be all right with that, too. Uh, number 18. Here's another great one. Uh, Prince, Purple Rain. Mm. So good. Yep. That's an so amazing good. song. So and, good. And I still love hearing that. Uh, that whole album, the whole Purple Rain album is a perfect yep. album. 
It took uh, Prince's death to make me appreciate them the way that I should have while he was alive. I mean, I, you know, because he got played a lot after he passed away, and I was like, holy crap, I missed out on this. I, I never right. saw him live. I really wish I had, because he's an unbelievable musician and, and a really incredible guitarist. Oh was, my god, yeah. I was listening to Little Red Corvette yesterday, yeah. and you know, you know me, I, I focus in on a lot of the rhythms uh, that take place, and, and, and you know, so he orchestrated all of it. Like, like he would he would say, I want this drum part, yeah, yeah. I want this bass part, I want this synth part, all that stuff. And just that rhythmically, the things that he would come up with to make songs stand out is brilliant. Yeah. Really I mean, listen to what's going on he, just in this. Yeah. And so there's a thing that happens. I'm going to bore you with this, but... Um, we have to wait till the song gets further on before you hear it. But but he would he would pause every other measure and and not have a downbeat on and not have a snare drum on the on the four of the day. And anyway, it was just makes it a unique beat. And so he was just a really smart uh, musician. Uh, so Prince says, "Here we go." Right. Like right there, there should have been a snare drum. One, three, pause. Two, About this time, I always walked around dressed like Wendy. <laughs> uh, I was more of a Lisa guy, yeah, but yeah, 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 man, absolutely. All right, so then you have, oh, here you go, number 19, John Lennon, Imagine. There you go, Chuck. Chuck. You're only 18 <laughs> slots off. Yep. So that had to be way, way up there. I will tell you that to Kathy's assessment, um... It is a great song. We're not absolutely arguing that. It, it It is a little played out. And the fact that it is a bizarre go-to whenever any celebrity want, like Gal Gadot did in the, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like, stop using this as that. Yeah, stop I, I kind of put it in there with Stairway to Heaven. Yes. Masterpiece, brilliant. Yes. But I've, heard, I've really? heard it so many times. Guys, you're both saying this. I mean, I love this song. It's a great song. But I've heard it so many times. I have to be in the exact right mood to see yes. it and listen to it from beginning to end now. You know what but also has sullied it is that when somebody learns how to play piano and then they sit yeah. down and play this song, <laughs> you're just like, all right, you know how to play Imagine? You know what? I think for for me, like the when it was popular, like if, if I was alive when it was popular and when it was originally right. played out, that's what maybe turns me off. Like, you know what I mean? This has been around forever, so. Well, I, I remember when it was late released. I was 63 at the time. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and uh, it was, uh, no, I mean, it's been through a, a good chunk of my life, and it's, and it's, um, it's just a beautiful song. But again, not to diminute it, it is, it is a, um, uh, it's just a, a lot. I've heard yeah. it a lot. <laughs> John Lennon, Imagine, number 19. Number 20 is from Robin, a song called Dancing on My Own. Who's Robin? I don't know. I know she's this a, song. She's a musician. She's a pop okay. singer, pop R&B singer. She and, works with Batman. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they call her the boy wonder. Yeah. Why don't you <laughs> cut a new track but for the album, old song? <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you. I'm not. I'm not. Well, uh, why don't you talk about the way you're dancing? I'm not him. <laughs> uh, I, well, Chuck, not Chuck, uh, your name is uh, Nick Murphy. He was giving me a thumbs up. He knows all about Robin. And he likes it? Yeah. Thumbs apparently. up. It's a pretty good song. No, I don't know it. How'd no. it go? Welcome to the Batcave. <laughs> We've got... You're in the Batcave jungle. Uh, dancing on my own is that. Number 20 on this list is from uh, Billy Holiday, uh, and it's the song Strange Fruit. I love him. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Clueless. Is that yeah, from Clueless? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Strange Fruit. You know what that song's about? It's interesting. It's about uh, heroin? No, it's about, like... Um, 
down south, uh, the Klan uh, hanging black people in trees. Oh, my God. I didn't realize uh, that. Lynching people. So that's what it, it talks about, you know, um, and I don't remember the lyrics specifically about um, about the trees sprouting strange fruit. And that was a um, it was a poetic uh, way to put that they were, you know, there were dead people to corpses hanging in these trees. It was really intense. So um, I, I, I um Years ago, got into Billie Holiday and and the the story and the the you know her her, her tragic story and then that documentary was it documentary or was it an actual scripted film came out recently that talked about the FBI's efforts to investigate and sully her and and uh, sort of the campaign against her. Do you, did you guys see that? You no, know what I'm talking no, about? No. Uh-uh. Okay, all right. It's an interesting. I I I, I want to do a, a deep dive on that. It says uh, the song protests the lynching of black Americans with lyrics that compare the victims to fruit of trees. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the so. United States versus Billy Holiday. Okay, yeah. all right. I'd like to see that. Uh, number twenty-two is the Ronettes. Be my baby. Okay, be my little baby. Sampled by Eddie Money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not sampled. She actually re-recorded oh, okay. that. Okay, uh, and was in the video and everything. Um, so yes, uh, just that's, she survived Phil Spector. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, so that's number twenty-two. Number twenty-three on the list: David Bowie and Heroes. That wow. so. Tell me, so Chucky is going into a texting frenzy over Imagine. I will take heroes over Imagine. There oh, I said. Wow. Okay. I, I Interesting. said it. Uh, Peter Gabriel does a cover of Heroes, and he uh, slightly changed the lyrics a little bit, but it was used at the end of the last season of Stranger Things. Yes. It is an incredible version of Heroes. I, I love the original the most, I think, but I cannot, I can't stop listening to Peter Gabriel's cover of this song. So okay. to my mind, I always get the, the, the vision, the image. I saw him in concert on the Glass Spiders tour. I've said again this probably a quarter of a million times on the show. Uh, Peter Frampton was the guitarist on stage with him. And he disappears, and Preston, he's on top of this giant spider, and he has one light hits him, Madison Square Garden, wings rise up from behind him, and he starts into this song. And and I'm like, holy mother of God! Yeah, yeah. You know, the song's been uh, popping up a lot lately in, uh, like, ad campaigns as uh, Starman. Yes. As a Starman waiting in the sky. (laughs) (laughs) Like space, this guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's got both phones pointing at himself. <laughs> uh, then you have uh, number twenty-four, another Beatles entry with "A Day in the Life." Now, that's a brilliant song. I might take this over um, "Strawberry Fields." So, yes, because this me song, first. every time I hear it, will wrecks me. Yeah, like I, I, I remember as a kid just sitting looking at the record spinning as I was like. Yeah. He was like, oh, my God. This song, is, at the time, was a bit of an acid trip. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, uh, it's a bit of a of a mental journey that you take while you listen to this. Uh, so that's number 24 on the list. Uh, number 25 is Kanye West. Push, no, with, with featuring Pusha T with Runaway. I don't know that song. I don't know. Uh, number 26 on the list is Joni Mitchell, A Case of You. I don't know that song. I might if you I might heard know it. it. Yes, there's. I have. Be, I've come around to. Um, I always respected Joni Mitchell, uh, and I never quite got everything about her. And now I really, uh, I really think she's fantastic. Do you know this song? It's not by you the title. Yeah, no. I, I don't know. I don't know it. Uh, so a case of you is twenty six. Twenty seventh is uh, Born to Run for Bruce Springsteen. Hmm. Uh, Early, low, one of the great ones. highest placing Springsteen song. Would you say? 
Um, yes. Okay. I think so. I think I think lyrically it is so good. It, it tells this story. Yeah. And, uh, and it's such a catchy song. You know, I just, I, I still dig it. It's... It's one of those songs. It's, you know, the the first song from him that I just learned yeah. word for word. I'm it's like, also this is really cool. It's a perfect record. I mean, this yeah, oh, it's amazing. on this record. It just it's of a time certainly, but it's uh, peak Bruce and through to uh, Jungle Land. Yes. Uh, so that's number twenty seven. Uh, number eight on the list is Once in a Lifetime from Talking Heads. Wow. Huh. Interesting. Great song. I don't know if I'd put that as my. Favorite Talking head song? What would you, what would you, might, what might you place over it? <sighs> this must be the place? No. Well, that's a great song, too. Um, I Road love, to Nowhere. Road, Road to, to Nowhere. nowhere. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah. Um, Take Me to the River. Is that what it's called? Yeah, they didn't write that, though. That's a, an Al Green song. Burning Down the House, Life During Wartime. Yeah, maybe once in a lifetime. Psycho Killer. Yeah. I mean, just the way uh, Road to Nowhere starts. Yeah. Yeah, here you go. For two more here, we're going to go to the top 30, Rolling Stones' all-time greatest songs. Uh, number 29 is uh, Nothing But a G-Thing. It's a great song, man. When I first met Bill Weston, this is what he walked into. He was playing this? The O-double-G, however you say it. <laughs> All right, and then uh, to number 30 on their list is uh, Lord Royals. It's yeah. a great song. It's a great song, yeah, but, uh, but I wouldn't put Lord. it... I wouldn't put it <laughs> no, no, this high. No, no, She's no. She's a great singer. It's a fine song yeah. uh, and uh, deserves its accolades, but not that high a placement. There is a cover by a, a, a group called the Beef Seeds. Uh, it's way better than Royal uh, by Lord. It's the same exact song, but... I like her version better. Not me. You call this way better? I, I think it's better. Sorry. Alright, anyway. Rolling Stones uh, 500 greatest songs of all time. I'll take a break, come back in a second. Stay put. See what you've been hearing with WMMR.com's video on demand. Watch highlights from Preston and Steve shenanigans, station events, and take a peek behind the scenes at the station. You'll marvel at how anything gets done around here. WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. 
Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre A Chinese theme park has triggered a wave of outrage on social media after it forced a pig to bungee jump off a 68-meter-high tower. Well, don't you just push it off? Uh, Video footage shows the pig tied to a pole carried by two men to the top of the tower before being pushed off. The theme park said that the stunt was held to mark the opening of the new bungee attraction. For pigs. Uh, Local media outlets said the pig was sent to a slaughterhouse afterwards. It's okay, folks. We're going to kill it. (laughs) Don't worry. We beat it to death with a hammer. For Uh, those of you who are concerned, we ran over it with our car. Uh, the stunt caused anger online, reflecting the growing importance of animal rights among China's population. The there you theme, go. theme park has since put out a statement uh, saying that it accepted the criticism that it had received. Uh, they said, we will improve our marketing of the tourist site <laughs> to provide tourists with better services. They're even talking about closing down baby seal clubbing land. Oh, are they? The publicity event, which organizers called the Golden Pig Bungee Jump was held to celebrate the opening of the theme park's bungee attraction. So <laughs> it didn't uh, go the way they had hoped it would. Oh, well. A Rhode Island man accidentally shot himself in the scrotum while wow. sitting in his bed. Uh, police officers found Edward Martinez in a, in a hallway wearing no pants with a gunshot wound to his scrotum on, oh, th- my ball. on Thursday night. <laughs> oh, 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 my ball. I knew you were going to play that. It's so appropriate. Martinez told police he took his pants off after he fired the gun and located the wound. So, I... Uh, oh, my balls! He was uh, taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Except for his balls. Yeah, police seized uh, three guns that were found inside his bedroom, including a semi-automatic pistol on his bedside table. Do you, you keep a gun under the pillow, right? Sure, of course, yeah. yes. Uh, he isn't facing any criminal charges <laughs> at this time. Facebook is striking an apologetic tone after Burmese text posted on the website showed uh, Chinese President <laughs> Xi Jinping's name as, and I'm going to have to oh, no. paraphrase here. You're going to love this. Mr. Craphole. <laughs> in an English translation. Uh, the social media network is blaming the error on a tech foul up. Uh, They said, we fixed a technical issue that caused incorrect translations from Burmese to English on Facebook. What tech algorithm would switch his name to to S-hole? This uh, should not have happened, and we are taking steps to ensure that it doesn't happen again. We sincerely apologize for the offense this has caused. 
Now, the U.K. paper that wrote this story goes on to note that uh, Google's own translation feature does not show the same error, though it turns out there is an explanation for how this exactly happened. All right. The issue was discovered over the weekend as the Chinese president met with Myanmar, uh, met in Myanmar with the country's state councilor named uh, Ong San Suu Kyi. Now, when Suu Kyi shared a statement on her uh, official Facebook page, the English translation featured numerous references <laughs> to Mr. Crapple. <laughs> <laughs> According to Facebook, Xi Jinping's name didn't previously appear in the company's Burmese language database, and so the translation engine took its best shot. So the same crap hole issue would have occurred, uh, Facebook said, translating any words starting with XI or Xi in Burmese. S-A- so XI is pronounced Xi. Uh, it's an unusual situation and an unfortunate one for Facebook, though the company can point to a history of having issues with Burmese translations. In 2018, the Burmese translation feature was actually removed from the site after a Reuters report <laughs> highlighted similar issues. No hard feelings, Mr. Mark Aslicker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. How embarrassing. A man taking out the trash used a quick-thinking getaway to avoid confrontation with a one-antlered moose in the video. A moose? Yes, in the video. A one-antlered moose? In the video. Why don't you forget the moose for a moment? Curtis Phelps can be a seen moose. leaving his house to take a bag to a secured shed in the yard, and as he opens the door, a bull moose, a moose. wanders into the frame. Why don't you forget the moose? For a moment. Uh, when Phelps turns around from the shed, the moose speeds up in his direction. Uh, it started charging him. Uh, Phelps takes his option of ducking inside the shed after the doors to barricade himself from the moose. But it's after, a moose. After a few moments of uh, seeming curiosity, the moose moves on. Why don't you forget the moose for a moment? I'm so glad I wanted that clip. <laughs> Rattlers! All right, and then... One last story. Uh, this is pretty messed up. An Indian man uh, is in the country. Okay. The Indian man has uh, died after he was slashed by a razor blade tied to a rooster during an illegal cockfight. Uh, the event led to the death of 55-year-old uh, Sarapali uh, Venkateswara Rao. As one of the organizers held the bird, preparing to release it into the arena, it struggled free and lashed out, inflicting a deep wound on the victim who stood nearby. It's a, it's a brutal thing. Yeah. A yeah, brutal co- thing to do. Cockfights were uh, banned by the Indian Supreme Court as part of the 1960 Prevention of Cruelty to Animals Act, but the practice remains popular in some areas, especially as parts of uh, celebrations. Uh, a Hindu festival day is taking place. The birds have blades tied to their limbs before the fights, which continue until one bird is dead or critically injured. A dozen other injuries were reported from cockfights held during the celebration. So, yeah, it is pretty brutal. Well, the death. sorry, dude. Yeah, exactly, right? And there you go. That is your bizarre file this morning. We'll take a break. Stay with us. We'll be back shortly. It's MMR's Local Shots. Artists of the Month. Hailing from right here in Philadelphia, it's Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves.
Hear him on the air every Wednesday at 630 with your host, Brent Porsche. Search local shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Hey, when you have an AC breakdown, you need it repaired today. Horizon Cooling, Heating, and Plumbing repairs your system the same day or you don't pay. Book online at horizoneasybook.com. Stories, stories, Steve's got the stories. What's going on, man? Well, Property Brothers star Jonathan Scott telling the Today Show his girlfriend Zoe Deschanel has made him a better man. Scott says it was like he was a big straw full of disgusting liquid, and Zoe sucked it all out of him. (laughs) Despite great reviews, Uncut Gems, and its star Adam Sandler were completely shut out of the Oscar nominations. Sandler issued a statement saying, Oh, my God. And finally, astute royal watchers pointing out that Queen Elizabeth's statement regarding Prince Harry and Duchess Meghan Markle refers to them not by their titles but as just Harry and Meghan. In fact, the Queen finishes off her statement even more informally, referring to them as Pud Tugger and the Queef of England. Wow. I did want to mention this because um, it, it's an anniversary that took place yesterday. Yes. And I don't want to get too far away from Pierre it. Pierre did a great job covering it. Of uh, um, Live Aid. No. Oh, different anniversary. I was going to say, this is Legally Blonde came out 20 oh. years ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> Too diagonally oh. Dude, also Point Break That's came great. out, like, uh, however many years ago as well. 1991. Yesterday? It was 30 years ago. Oh. Uh. Oh man! I've been, so why they? Seriously, I've been on a Point Break run. They were showing it again yesterday. That must have been why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and I was just flipping through. What part did I come upon? It wasn't a bad. Oh, it was at the end. Oh, the dance off. When, when he, no, no, not the dance off. <laughs> when he's at Bell's Beach. Yeah, and uh, you know, came across an unclaimed piece of meat in San Antonio. Turned out to be Rosie. <laughs> Guess he picked a knife fight with somebody a little better. <laughs> <laughs> He's so bad, but so, so good. good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that came out 30 years ago? 30 years ago, I think, J- July so 12th, yeah. 30, Legally Blonde is 20, right? Yes. Legally Blonde is 20 years Were ago. Were you a fan of Legally Blonde? Yeah, it's a cute movie. movie. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. And they're making Reese another one, right? Uh, yes. They already made a second one. There was one that's yeah, that another out. one. Yeah, there's another one. And I, and I don't know what, I think they're in the beginning stages of that. Uh, Nick, but yeah, 20 years ago, Legally Blonde came out, uh, instantly became a hit, dubbed a feminist masterpiece, and cemented Reese Witherspoon and other cast members as A-list celebrities. I don't know if I'd call it a masterpiece, but I, yeah. I would call it a lot of fun. Yeah, and she was like, back off, War Child, seriously. Remember um, that part? No, I don't. No, so, back off, War Child, seriously. Um, some of its stars... <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge, Jessica Caulfield, and uh, Matthew Davis shared some secrets over the New York Times as they were looking back uh, about uh, creating the bend and snap and toning down their raunchy script and their the, real-life crushes on the castmates. The original script was apparently more um, more uh, R-ish in its uh, in tone. Now, they uh, are they debuting or are they... Uh, does it, has it existed for a while, the Legally Blonde musical, the Broadway musical? It's been out for a little bit. It's been, it's running? Well, I mean, I don't know what's running these right. days, but 
It came but, out in 2007. Oh, okay. In 2007? So yeah. that's 2008 now. Wow. Okay. The, uh, the third one, Legally Blonde 3, is being written. Um, oh. Mindy Kaling is one what of What about the, the Broadway musical? Yeah, I thought you were talking about the Broadway musical. I was. It came out in 2007? Yes. Wow. Okay. And Legally Blonde 3 is being written and produced right now. Okay. Mindy Kaling. Yeah. So uh, Jennifer Coolidge uh, revealed the sobering moment when she first attempted the infamous bend and snap move. Uh, which has a, quote, 98% success rate of getting a man's attention. Uh, while Witherspoon had quickly picked up the move, Coolidge admitted that it didn't come very easily to her, uh, but it wasn't supposed to. She said, one day I said to the choreographer, I'm not L, I'm the other character, Paulette, and I wouldn't be really good at the bend and snap. That's not who I am. Uh, she said, and the choreographer said, Jennifer, you need to learn this dance number and do your very best because even if you're trying to do your very best, you will still be the worst dancer. Uh, so she said Thank it was you. a very sobering <laughs> moment, but she was right. And apparently the choreography, Tony Basil. Tony Basil. Oh, yeah. Mickey, you're so fine. Yep, that was that was her. She was hired to work on the Bend and Snap musical number after uh, the movie was made up by uh, one of the writers, Kristen Smith, in a hotel bar. Or the move was made up yeah. in a hotel bar. Uh, she said, I choreographed the iconic things for David Bowie and Tina Turner, she said, but... People interview me and they go, you did the bend and snap? And it's like, what a one and and a half minute number in a movie, but it was such an integral part. Uh, So I had no idea that she was the one who had uh, done the the choreography. She's she's done a lot of uh, famous choreography. So Mindy Kaling's a huge Reese Witherspoon fan, and she, uh, on uh, on her show, uh, she had a Christmas episode and she had a wreath. Witherspoon, That's right. which is a Christmas wreath with right. her pictures all over it. Uh, the cast also admitted several behind-the-scenes crushes like Coolidge, who didn't have to act too hard for her on-screen romance. She said, I had a crush on Bruce Thomas, who played my UPS man, she said. Uh, but he was married, and he had a beautiful wife and children, so I had to shut that off. I didn't have to act or get excited when he walked in. It was all true to life. The second one was not as good, but the, obviously the first one was the one that caught all the... Uh, the fire, as they say. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the second one. Uh, I don't remember. She goes plot. to Washington yeah, and yeah. Uh, she gets involved in politics. Oh, okay. And she's uh, assassinated. <laughs> Paul Field, who plays Elle's best friend and uh, Delta New sister Margot, uh, called out Matthew Davis, who played Elle's ex, uh, Warner, and becomes engaged to Selma Blair's character, Vivian. She said, I think Davis had a crush on everybody. Said at one point he had a crush on Alana, who had played Serena. Uh, But Davis did admit to his crush uh, to the Queen Blair. He said, I'll adore her till the day I die. I will always cherish her taking uh, care of me and looking after me because I was so damn green. Do you know what I love is, is uh, you know, obviously of all the horrendous things that were a product of the uh, the pandemic in the past year plus, the um, push to do reunion you know, a yeah. video podcast yeah. uh, of different casts. and uh, That was fun. It was really good, and it's something that should continue because we do like to catch up and see where people are, you know, and and, uh, and it's it's cool when the cast has stayed together and stayed friendly. Yeah. And uh, it's something that means a lot to you. Remember, we had all of the O'Neaters on. Yes. At one time for yeah. an interview. We had uh, The Wonders from the yes. movie The Wonders. We had all those guys on. It was written. It was all because of... Um, the the pandemic and yep. people doing these reunions and it was doing great. these watch parties and it was so cool. I loved it. You're right. That needs to continue. Yes. Well, uh, we let's 
I mean, we'll, we, let's see what we can pull together because we talked about this before. We actually had a list going of some some movies to explore, and that that guy, that girl from that movie, yeah, that like like for example, I was doing some due diligence to get the um, Ben Gazzara's girlfriend from Roadhouse. Oh my god! Because she's she's done a whole bunch of stuff. She has a career, and so I'm still working that one. But it would be cool to get that person because yeah. they'll give you a take on the filming of a movie like that. That you wouldn't get otherwise. What movie do you like better, Roadhouse or Point Break? I Point Break. Point Break. I like Point Break better. You like yeah. Roadhouse better. Roadhouse. I've seen. I, I've seen Roadhouse more. I. I definitely. I've probably seen Roadhouse eighty times. I think. I, I think I like uh, Point Break better because it's got more legitimate moments of action yeah. and and uh, thrill. <laughs> you don't think the action, the fight scenes, yeah. and where does the guy throw it out? Which has the cornier dialogue point? Break, I would say, right? Ooh, I don't know, That's Mijo. A good <laughs> They're neck and neck. <laughs> I thought he What's your name, Mijo? Mijo. Uh, also, don't um, I mean, in Roadhouse this. has boobs. Oh, yeah. Roadhouse does have boobs. It's be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, what if they calls my mother a whore? Is she? Is she? All right, that's a pretty damn. We should go toe to toe, corniest lines. From Roadhouse and Point Break. Because there's a ton of them. And see which ones match up. The great thing also is how how Keanu delivers so many of those bad lines in Point Break. Uh Um, I love this whole... We're watching the sequence now where uh, Sam Elliott comes in. And he's got that grizzle. And he's he's this guy who's like a, a cooler. And his hair is always in front of his eyes. Yeah. It'd be tough to see when you're fighting. Steve, I know you have conflicting feelings about Gary Busey, but Gary Busey in Point Break is kind of he's cartoony, great. lovable. He's lovable, great. He's kind of he's kind of roly-poly. Yeah. I think Gary Busey's a great actor. I think he's also a scene eater. Right. So you put him in, in a movie <laughs> and he'll go crazy. Mm-hmm. I, but yet his Buddy Holly, the Buddy Holly movie, which I know Paul McCartney can't stand, but I happen to think it's really good. Um, he's great. Alright, so you have uh, the the constant, which is Patrick Swayze, and then you got your variables, right? So you got your Busey and your uh, Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. Then you have your Sam Elliott, and then who else? Kelly, uh, whatever her name is, Kelly. Oh, uh, uh, Kel- uh, yeah, Kelly Lynch. Yeah. Okay. You have drugstore cowboy. You have actual musicians in uh, Jeff Healy and uh, Anthony, Anthony Kiedis. Right. Okay. Okay. They're basically the same movie. Yeah. So, think about it. Catherine uh, Bigelow did uh, Point Break, and yes, her locker. Yeah, she's an incredible director. Right, who I, did Roadhouse? So then you have you have uh, surfing, and then you have martial arts, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, on either side there. All right, yeah. I think the best pure scene for me in Point Break is the skydiving scene. I love it. I think it's, it's pretty. It's, awesome. it's shot really well, and uh, there's something kind of poetic about it. Um, is there a similar scene in Roadhouse? Yes. Is the there? throat rip. Yeah, the throat <laughs> rip or uh, Ben Gazzara singing Shaboom. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just swerving back and forth, yes. running people off the street. Uh, he is, he, Ben Gazzara, who's one of the great, great actors of all time, in a an absolutely over-the-top hyperbolic performance as the, it's like, who in that town would live there with this freaking guy, right. uh, you know, who, who de- gets a monster truck and drives to a car dealership? Right. Uh, but... I love it. I love that movie. It is so bad and so wonderful. You know that movie is set in Missouri, Preston. Uh, yeah, yeah. I forgot where in Missouri. 
there. I watched this attack. Kansas City, I think. A documentary called I Am Patrick Swayze, and it goes through the whole thing. And the guy that, whose throat he rips out in this movie, uh-huh. like when he, he um, he's like, this, this freaking guy, he was like, really? And, and, and he... They he they didn't like each other at the beginning because oh. the guy was a real legitimate martial artist, and then he's like he's really giving it his all, and they became best of friends so much so that like he's crying talking about Patrick Swayze. Hey, that guy has one of my favorite lines of the movie, by the way. Oh yeah, you know what it is? I have guys. I used to f guys like you in prison. <laughs> Excuse me. Pardon? I'm, I'm no, sorry. I, I, I just gave hand jobs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're ratcheting it back now, oh, aren't you? Oh. I didn't say you said it. You did that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this needs to be a poll, Marissa. Mm-hmm. Roadhouse versus Point Break. <laughs> and then uh, Dirty mm-hmm. Dancing versus Ghost. We'll worry about that later. Right <laughs> oh. now, Eye on the Ball. Okay, okay. so uh, like, like an honorable mention would go to Next of Kin. Ooh, Right, right, and that's a whole other series. Oh, so you that have wasn't to keep... nearly as big as these two movies. Next again versus Red Dawn. Come on, let's stick to the, <laughs> stick to the original oh, man. Because there's a direct. These are these are pinnacles of of hokey filmmaking. Yeah, and yet they're they're jewels. I mean, the, the absurdity of Point Break is is um is wonderful. I mean, in fact, that's sort of what keeps it going. I just, you know, these fight scenes that we watch are ridiculous because when you actually see real fight scenes, when somebody gets hit in, that, hit in the jaw, they go down like a ton of bricks and the fight is over. But these guys just take punch after punch mm, after punch. Yeah, not true. No? No. I did, I've seen plenty of videos of guys getting rapid fire punch in the face about 15 times and still standing up. Uh, I mean, you've seen them when they're going boom, 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 like that and they yeah. keep fighting. It's not a one-shot-and-done deal all the time. Now, you can also punch somebody one time. They fall down, they hit the gr- hit their head on the ground and die. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Uh, but it, it can happen. But they're not as orchestrated as these Well, yeah, they're, are, they're, they're making them. Uh, There's a, a story I was um, listening to. It was um, the guy who played, um, and I can't believe I'm forgetting his name, Every Kathy, you know, the, who played the Green Hornet on the original TV <laughs> I think his name is Guy Williams. Anyway, uh, but anyway, he was talking about Bruce Lee, and Bruce Lee had a big issue, Preston, with the stunt coordinators mm-hmm. when he got to to America, or when he got to work in films in, in America because he'd done some stuff overseas. And um, you know, he's the the main stunt coordinator on the Green Hornet. He had this constant issue, like, uh, you know, he was tapping the the stunt guys, and the stunt guys didn't like him. And so the the, the they said, well, here, why don't you direct the next fight scene? And Bruce Lee directed the next fight scene, and they ran the 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 dailies for him to show how horrible it looked. Oh wow! Because Bruce Lee, as the fighter, didn't realize that because the way he believes the fight is going in his mind as a participant right. is not the way the camera needs to capture the fight right, to right. sell the drama. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. movies, man. Right, yeah, absolutely. Van Williams is that Van you? Williams? That's, that's it. Yeah, I played him. All right. Well, interesting. Well, we'll pop that up as a. Uh, uh, as a, a poll, and I would actually like to do a side by side comparison of Let's collect scenes the, that match up. Collect the ten. We'll do it. We'll collect the ten worst lines from both movies. Right. Yeah, I mean, we'll be- worst meaning the best. Because yes. we left out uh, Lori Petty. She would be the mm. the Kelly Lynch, Lori Petty. Yeah. <sighs> I have my issues with Lori Petty. So do I. You do really? So yeah. do I. Okay, thank you. I don't think she's all that awesome. I okay. And I don't think Keanu would, would that that would not be the girl I'd go for. On I the thought beach. it was I thought it was just me because after she he comes out and meets her and uh and, and, 
I'm just having a house turn on the beach. No, you're not really. <laughs> really? Oh. Do you have to throw a ring into a volcano, man? I'm, and going, then, I'm going back in the ocean. Busey, Busey goes, you know, oh, he starts reading off her stats. Blue hair, you know, uh, uh, you know, black, or not blue hair, blue eyes, black hair. Blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, there's a reason you want to go after her. And I'm like, she's not that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're the girl. <laughs> You're, let me tell you that again. Oh, wow. This is disturbing. Dude, Patrick Swayze's hair is longer than her hair. Right. She was tank girl. Yeah. Laura Petty played Tank Girl. Remember yeah. that movie? And she was Kit. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I don't want to dislike her because she liked a tweet of mine once. So. <laughs> no, no, no. no. She's great. She's great. Like her, and I think she's cute. I do. It, it's, like, it's like uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal in uh, Dark Knight. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Yeah. And you are beautiful. You no, you're not. <laughs> Did you see Batman Begins, Joker? <laughs> you're okay. You're getting old. See my first girlfriend? <laughs> Same I wonder character. why people are saying you're beautiful. Because it's in the script. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about the ballet uh, chicks that he takes on the on the? Yeah, right. Yes, we're going to we're going to go uh, abscond yeah. to uh, Hong mm-hmm. Kong. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, we're, we're, I'm not look at the creatures we are, but I'm I'm saying a lot of times if they're going to try to sell something like that, like that in the movie, yeah. like Laurie Petty would not be the, my first go to for the you know. I wonder if they tried to cast somebody first and then Laurie Petty was well, available. Kathy Bates was busy. <laughs> <laughs> the poll keeps going back and forth. Yeah, like there's going to be a, a battle royale wow. between Point Break and Roadhouse. So it's on our President Steve Twitter account. If you would like to weigh in, we'd love to have your input. We all win because they're they're yeah. both they're both sensationally oh. bad and wonderful movies. They're the best, yeah, yeah absolute best. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Get some bizarre file stories. When we return, stay with us. Preston and Steve on ninety WMMR. Griffith Energy Services is celebrating 125 years in business. We're offering $250 off an AC or heat pump, plus special financing with approved credit. Contact Griffith Energy Services today for this offer and many more as we celebrate our 125th anniversary. Griffith specializes in train, but surfaces all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. License number MTHVACR012278. 